the uh, they use it to make the legendary Long Island iced tea or something like that. The this happened in Miami and it's uh, like no longer offered because I, I found out about this. Um, you know Bar Rescue? No. Okay. Is it like Kitchen Nightmares? Yes. So this guy goes in, uh, tells you how to like run your kitchen, tells you what you're doing wrong, which 90% of the time it's like obvious stuff. But the guy goes into, I think it was a coconut grove in Miami, and the bar there offered the Inception, which was Inception. a shot on top of a beer, on top of a cocktail, on top of a pitcher of a more cocktail. And the idea was uh, you found a way to drink each of them individually, but one right after the other. And he said, you do realize this is like alcohol poisoning in one go. You can't serve more than one to any other person, right? Because uh, like, if the challenge is to finish it, like you're automatically drunk by the end of it. I mean, it doesn't sound like all that much. Did you say something I drink? Yeah, could I get um, the uh, whiskey peach slush? Wait, let me see that real quick. Otherwise, I'm going with the gin and tonic, but... Can I do a uh, gin and tonic, please? House gin? Uh, yes, please. Do you want a single or a double? Single. Oh, I saw something in here I'm definitely getting later. I'm getting oh, a, okay. There's a dessert uh, uh, beverage in here that looks delicious. All right, so I'm really hating Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. Not because the game is bad, but because it, the game is so poorly buggy that it oh, yeah. is... Like, my controller froze on me and froze me out of the thing. I had to buy a second controller, turn off the the Bluetooth on the second controller. I always use wired. I, like, well, now I have a second controller so that if I ever need to, I could just turn that one on, fix it, set it to wire it, because that, that, that worked. But, like, imagine having to, like, explain, I was playing this game, and it was so bad, was, like, put together, that it actually made my uh, PS4 go, what the hell are we doing here? Right. You're, you're playing on PS4. Yes. I forgot. Mm -hmm. When what? I said wire, I meant the wire that goes to my computer. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I have a PS4 controller on my desk, and uh, the same uh, USB that charges my headphones yeah. is what I use to plug into my controller. Yep. And it's decently long, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, the... Uh, like one hack I have is like if I do want to like charge my uh, cord from a while away I'll just take it out of the PS4 put it in like a brick and then put it in a regular uh, extension cord outlet for the um and then just put and charge it from wherever in the room for like playing on a console for, for my PS4 when I played on my PS4 yeah I had those little charging docks where the you, you click it down mm -hmm. and you got the two controllers facing away from each other yep that's, that's what I used to charge it okay the uh, I just use the cord usually, but the uh, uh, the uh, the game is fun. I missed a critical thing, which I found out about later, because like there's a part where you have to save a guy, and you don't. It's not uh, readily apparent how to save him. So Wh you, what guy? Takamura. Oh. Okay, so uh, and I found out after I just did a bunch of side quests and because like I try to do as many of the side quests as possible 
uh, like there's a couple of them where it's just like, oh, I'm not ready for this one yet. Because like, uh, like there was this one side quest where like, uh, like you know how like you're just rolling around and the fixers will call you and tell you, hey, go get this guy for me, will you? Mm -hmm. Go zero him out. Right. And then uh, you go to try to do it. It's like, all right, I have the ability to do uh, this part, this part, this part. Then you get to actually doing the thing and it's like, oh, like everybody can basically one hit kill you in here. That's how uh, good they are. And like you can't sneak up on people because the uh, they're su su such a level that you your um, your physical ability is not good enough. So the uh, so it's just like I was always annoyed when certain people just could not be hacked. Uh, well, I, I, ju I just recently started playing around with like uh, like focusing more on my intelligence stuff because like I took your advice and just thought how would I go through the entire just like ha hack into a camera, hack into people, just kill them, mm -hmm. and just like uh, uh, just take them out before I even show up. Uh, which I actually managed to do on a couple of ones. That was really fun. But the uh, uh, the but like I said, like there was this one thing which I wanted to do, which apparently because I'm because I, I knew going into it like that Takamura was important. But I didn't know how important. Like I didn't know when was the last part you could save him at. So uh, like, cause like the way it was described to me was is like the tray. I was like, all right, just don't turn on Takamura. Then you realize, oh, you have to go save him as well. And uh, so there's that. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm still in either the second. I don't even think I'm in the third act of the game yet. Cause like I'm still uh, doing the the second act stuff. So, but. Like I said, I'm doing as many side quests as possible so that, like, when I do have to do the uh, the main quests, like, I have just... It's like that meme of, like, the the guy that does all the side quests and then goes to the final dungeon, and then, like, the, the final boss is, like, this puny little thing, and then you're just jacked in, in like, Colossus. Yeah. Uh, I, you remember um, Min from uh, Wooly's channel? Mm-hmm. Min maxed out his level mm -hmm. in several RPGs and then played the game. Mm -hmm. I think, what was it? I think it was like um, third birthday. Um, what was it? What was it? What's the series called? I know it's the, the subtitle of like the PSP game is third birthday. Mm -hmm. Could I get some uh, hot bonus wings? Hot bonus wings? Would you like blue cheese? No, thank you. Can I get an order of uh, honey, uh, honey pepper wings? Would you like blue cheese or red? Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Um, what was the franchise called? You know that one? All right, uh, walk me through it. Oh, it's um, it's 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 the the nuclear the nucleus the powerhouse of the cell or something like that. The mitochondria is powerhouse of the cell. Parasite Eve. That one. Okay. So there's the Parasite Eve third birthday, which is like the worst one. Well, the, that would be the third one, right? Because there was Parasite Eve, Parasite Eve 2, and I'm guessing third birthday, or? I think so. I think that's how it goes. It's like not connected to the, to the other two. It has the same characters who are not the same characters. Okay. 
Um, and it's just all around regarded as very bad. Mm -hmm. uh, and Min hit the level cap in a tutorial. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> just redoing it? Or? Yeah. I mean, not literally the tutorial, but like the first or first couple levels. Right, well, cheers, man. Cheers. So, the a thought uh, came across my mind the other day. You know how like retro gaming is like a thing, uh, like bigger thing now than it was say like 10, 15 years ago. I suppose. Well, in terms of uh, define retro gaming, when PS3 was the major one, uh, if you went into GameStop and tried to turn in a Super Nintendo game, it would have been like we'll give you a dollar for it, like in the box, shrink wrapped, like we'll give you a dollar for it. Meanwhile, uh, fast forward to now, like that same game that they'd have given you a dollar for, they'll give you a hundred dollars for now. Well, yeah. Just because, like, the market became more of an option. And if I... Because I did that once. This was before eBay was a real thing for that to consider. Mm -hmm. The uh, I had a Goof Troop uh, shrink-wrapped <laughs> in the box. Because I, like, I bought the game, and then somebody else bought me the game, so I just never opened it. And I wish I had kept that fucker because, like... Uh, like, I turned it into GameStop for, like, I don't know, like $2, and then, uh, fast forward, that thing's worth, like, several hundred dollars right now. Story of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was gonna say, because retro gaming now, like, what consists of a retro game is... Well, the classics are always gonna be worth something, because there's always gonna be people that want them. But, the. Did we need more time with our entree? Oh, no. That's going to be the entree. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll take the menus out of your way, then. <laughs> Can I we just hold on to this one? Yes, of course. Thank you. So, the... Uh, so, okay. Because think about the, the, the... In terms of what would be considered underappreciated right now. Like, because I'm thinking of like classic games that uh, maybe were big names at the time, but like are. Guys, almost honey pepper. Right here. And the buffalo. So, uh, uh, I'll, I'll give you the one that comes to mind for me: Dark Cloud. It was a launch. Never did play Dark Cloud. It was a launch title. It was pretty good. It was the, the concept was uh, decent. The. Um, the what was it? Um, like the idea is like great calamity happens you have to rebuild the towns because it but you have to go into the dungeon to get the town pieces back so it was uh, pretty interesting like that now dark cloud 2 was an even better game that it got less publishing less uh, fanfare but everyone just like they did review it and said hey this is a pretty damn good game and like i think right now if you go to get it it's like uh more expensive uh, than when it first released. So probably. So my question to you is, uh, like, like what games, like, like that, as a game, still stand the test of time? Because like we still play board games because, like, like Monopoly, it'll always, uh, like, like the funk, the the, um, the gameplay is always going to be uh, solid. 
Mm -hmm. So, like, other than the graphics, which, like, some people are going to be like, oh, look at how bad those graphics are. Look at all the polygons. Touch me the graphics of Monopoly for a second. Bob, <laughs> yeah, but the, well, the graphics on Monopoly are always going to be great because they're always going to be, like, uh, the artistic style of Monopoly, whatever Monopoly you're playing is. There's that Ubisoft Monopoly game. And it runs like shit. Is it better than the Super Nintendo Monopoly game? Because I remember that one. I want to say no. Because mm -hmm. the interface is so obtuse mm -hmm. and unintuitive that... Oh, if you take too long, it'll just kick you out of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I was watching some of the Hololive play it. Yeah. And they were in the middle of a trade and the one the, the, the trade was taking too long mm -hmm. so one of them just got booted out of the game mm -hmm. and it divi divided up all their properties ooh that had to smart oh it was real bad uh, well what was I going to say the um, hmm so because like I was thinking about that like like certain games you played or heard about back in the day that Let's say, for uh, argument's sake, that the graphics were solid. Like, the visuals, like, wasn't muddy. It wasn't... Because there was a couple of games out there that, like, the, the cutscenes were great, but the, um, the... But, like, the... They definitely put all the money into the cutscenes and not into, like, the environments or the... Like, Final Fantasy uh, 8 and 9, like, offhand without looking at them recently, they struck me as pretty good-looking games... Uh, that like eventually like it uh, it looks like uh, an old cartoon mm -hmm. whereas like um, there's a like a I'm trying to think of, Tekken 2 mm -hmm. like like those graphics on that like do not like age well like it's because like uh, like the the, the 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 fighting is pretty good the, the mechanics of it are good but the but like if you're playing the game itself, it's like, uh, like I, like Toy Story has better graphics, I think, and that came out uh, way earlier than uh, uh, Tekken Two. Um, what are we talking about right now? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm mentally fried. Mm. Like uh. Like I'm thinking about all the things I gotta get done this week. And mm -hmm. the, did you do your taxes yet? I'm in taxes in January. Oh, nice. Okay. Smart. Well, I did them uh, the other day, and I'm not gonna get into specifics, but uh, I just hate hate the process of it entirely. I got HR block. Mm -hmm. How was everything, guys? Uh, very good. Uh, uh, what was it? Um, like you'll be going through the process. Oh, we have a credit for you. Okay, fill out the information. All right. In order to get this credit, you have to uh, pay for the deluxe version, and you can't undo it. And it'll tell you, oh, you have to print out and mail it yourself if uh, you're gonna. You can't e-file, which I have no faith in that system whatsoever. E-file? No, uh, mailing it. Oh. Because I've had things get lost in the mail before. Mm -hmm. Can you hear okay? Very good, yes. Very good. 
So, the, so I decided I'm only going to file my federal. I'm okay. going to try, try elsewhere to get my state in because with the package I needed to send in, it cost me 50, $55. However, they wanted to charge me $40 for the state, to which the previous two packages threw the state in for free. Why are you... Like, like the, the key thing here is, like, the state is always going to be the same information as the federal. Okay. So, so now I have to file my state separately. And even if I have to spend, like, 20 bucks, it's still cheaper than, what, H&R Block. And I also tried uh, filing it separately through H&R Block. But once you file, it's like, you're good. It's like, every time you go to file again, oh, you're good, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. that annoyed me. Sometimes I'm like, I should just buy it myself. Mm -hmm. But also, it's very lazy. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, I don't even want to think about if I if I did like an itemized deduction thing, whether or not I would be like saving more money. Probably might be, but I'm not entirely sure. Like, I'm not an expert on that, but. And then, uh, like, I, I put more money away with with the withholding, and I got less money back this year, which I understand. Like, it's like it's like that episode of South Park where it's like they just cut the chicken head off, and like the government throws it in on a wheel of uh, what to do. Mm -hmm. and, like, that's that's what I'm dealing with. But it's just like like the the lack of transparency of it. It's just like you just realized what George Washington was on <laughs> uh, in like 1776. The new season of Ammo starts started. Yeah, you texted me about um, Oshinoko. Oshinoko. I've heard about this a while ago, but it's not a typical um, isekai. It's not an isekai. It's not an isekai, but it, it has like um, like the I don't want to say the trappings, but it like it, it feels like um, a reincarnation uh, story. It is a reincarnation story. I know it is, but like, uh, but like, um, I was I got into Chinese uh, comics uh, a while back. I tried getting into them. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I also saw that there was too much of a pattern involved. Okay. Like it was a lot of. As soon as the main character dies or gets betrayed or comes back, he's immediately overpowered. Immediately. Which is like a, a big isekai thing and all that stuff, uh -huh. but it was just like every story I read, like there wasn't a challenge, there was no stakes, like and then there was a couple where I was like, am I reading like uh like like, the, like is this like something that would come out like in, in a publication, or did somebody like sneak their porn onto um, the thing? Because there was a couple of them that I read where it was like. It looked like a uh, like a regular uh, series, and it like presented it as a regular series, but then it just like div like what like I know like um, like certain uh, books back in the day, like each chapter had to like have like one panty shot or something, like uh, to uh, justify its existence. But uh, this one was just like it's like okay, this is uh, 
not what I signed up for. Just gonna stop reading this one. <laughs> well, Oshinoko, um, was it you who said that you saw it on Giga? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, he must have been talking about the manga because probably one episode out, mm -hmm. and it came out on a Wednesday. Next one comes out mm -hmm. Wednesday, I, I suppose. Um. So, uh, I, I've been doing this thing for the last couple of days where I've just been uh, streaming on my Discord the new anime this this uh, season. Yeah. And so we watched uh, Rokudo no Onatachi, mm -hmm. which is a uh, it's an anime that has kind of like an '80s style to it. Yeah. So much so the main character wears an old school school uniform mm -hmm. like the, the black with the buttons all the way up the neck yep and um his grandfather sends him a letter after in the, the it was like post dated like to arrive after he died mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the letter says you're in danger <laughs> that's always that's always what you want from grandparents from the grave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and it's like a big scroll, yep. and he gets cursed mm -hmm. with this, uh, like, pentagon, pentagram, pen, pentagram on, on his forehead. Mm -hmm. And the curse is that, uh, <clears throat> what's the word? The protagonist? Su what? Sukabon. You know mm -hmm. Sukabon? Uh, girl boss, yeah. No, it's like Ryuko from um, Kill Kill. She would be a super bot. Yeah, well, basically, uh, there's a clothing brand I follow that does really interesting stuff. That they have like internet artists design their stuff. Sure. Sukabon is like the literal translation is girl boss, but it's also like there's probably some lost in translation stuff in there. But, I don't know if it translates to girl boss. Well, basically, I'm guessing it's like girl gang leader. Is more accurate. Yeah, more or less. It's. It, I don't know. I'm. I'm gonna look up. I don't think. Exactly it's, I don't think. It's, I don't think it's girl delinquent, but delinquent is more what we would call it. Mm -hmm. Delinquents. Um. But uh, the curse is that delinquent girls fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So. He goes from this uh, kid that gets picked on by everybody mm -hmm. at a bad school mm -hmm. to be having women flock to him, mm -hmm. and this causes issues because they're all delinquents. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's pretty funny. There was two episodes out. the the the, the main delinquent girl is mm -hmm. the strongest one. Mm -hmm. And she's uh, she wears an old timey girl school uniform. Mm -hmm. Nobody else in their school wears a uniform that's like an '80s uniform. So the, the ones that do wear uniforms wear like the newer like cardigan and, and skirt thing. Yeah. If they wear a uniform at all. Mm -hmm. But she goes around in like the long skirt uh, with the with a the wooden sword. And um, it's a funny show. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we watched the two episodes of that that were out. 
And then it's like, oh, I got this other one. It's got all Shio no Ko. Let's watch that. Well, okay. So, I've watched two new anime this month. One is just coming out. One has been out. One is Summertime Rendering. Is that the one that's out? That's the one that's been out. Okay. And these are on Hulu, by the way, because anybody wants to watch. Yeah. Okay. I'm the, talking about anime this season. I'm not talking about what came out on Hulu recently. Well, the other one is like, um, I'm going to butcher this, like Sengoku uh, Damakayo or like something. I want to say it translates to Heaven or Hell. Okay. Heaven, Hell, whatever. There's three, maybe four episodes out right now. And starts off strong, and then gets really weird really quickly. Okay. And it has to justify its weirdness to me a little bit. So, the, do you care about spoilers, or do you want me to just go through it? Yeah, go ahead. So it's two episodes. Guy and a girl are walking through post-apocalypse Japan. There was a calamity 10, 15 years prior. And she's uh, in charge of just, like, uh, delivering stuff. So, like, she's a mercenary. And she's being told uh, to get this kid to somewhere, to heaven, where there's another kid that looks just like him on the uh, other side so right. so it's like she has to reunite the or unite the two people whatever meanwhile you get a sense of where this place is because like it flashes forward to uh that place and it's like a walled in institution where these kids are in these weird uh like unisex uniforms and they're all like a little bit off like one kid's like super athletic Another kid is drawing stuff, and his drawings look exactly like the monsters that are on the other side that the, the other two are dealing with. Like, he draws a fish that has a, a, a shitload of hands, and sure enough, that's what the, the kids are fighting on the outside. So, post-apocalypse Japan, there's monsters now that are just killing people. And pretty damn good. But then you uh, get to the latest episode, and it just goes into detail of how uh, a brother and a sister, this is ten years after the calamity, but before the whole series starts, uh, the kid, the brother gets into a fight with one of those uh, man-eaters, and he loses his arms, his lower torso, uh, legs included, and all that's left of him is his head. And then he... Like thinks he dies in there, but then he hears a gunshot, and he's doing it to save his sister, who's a uh, electric cart racer, who's really good at it. That's how they supported the orphanage that she was from. He wakes up one day in her body. Okay. Like you see, uh, like uh, imagery where I think they did a brain swap, where it's like after the gunshot, you hear the see the surgery. Uh, he ends up in her body. But still has his mind, and everyone thinks that she just went crazy after the death of her brother and just started. But, but, like, this is anime, so it's entirely possible that this is exactly what happened. So, but, uh, uh, so she's, uh, he, well, whatever. It's, it's, I don't know if this is the first trans uh, anime protagonist we've ever had, or if that even counts. Certainly not the first. Not the first, but. Like it's a, I was trying to rack my head. I was like, like I, I can't think of uh, other than like Ramba, but that was like you could go back and forth. But I was like trying. Has there been an anime protagonist? That, Absolutely shit tons. Okay, walk me through it because like I'm like uh, like any famous ones. 
Um, Birdie the Mighty. Uh, there's a ton of manga. So they're all right over here? Uh, yeah. Off the top of my head, I can't think of a ton. Uh, Tanya, the evil count? Yeah. But I don't. I didn't count that because I think that was a um, uh, isekai. Okay, well, if you don't count isekai, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, like who got mad scientist into, uh, like, a woman's body. Um, I'm I'm struggling to remember the names of some of these because they're quite old. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was Onimai recently. Okay, I'll, so this is more common than I. Uh, it's very common, yeah. I knew it happened a lot, but I, it's like, got a whole genre. It's called gender bender. Yeah, but mm, yes, but I was trying to think of like. Like uh, a science fiction one that did it, and not in a comedic Pony sense. Mine is a science fiction one. All right, okay. I mean, it's comedy. So, anyway, the, the action's good. Like the the animation is pretty good. All right, but like I said, what is the plot? What is the the drive of, of the character? It's a mystery show. Okay. The mystery gets peeled back little bit by little bit. Because you're seeing um, not a lot of uh, exposition, or, or there's world building, but there's not a lot of exposition explaining things. Uh-huh. Um, so the, you have the, the the two sets of characters. You have the kids in the, in the weird school where it's like, like uh, in, the ki- kids on the outside are looking for that place because it's like uh, they're like they're looking for tomato heaven. That's literally the word they use. Okay. Uh, but then you see that there's tomatoes growing in the school. So it must be that place. That, and they're also looking for a kid that looks just like it. So you have the two characters that look alike. Uh, and so it's like there's little bits of school drama. Like if I had to make a comparison, I would say Promise Neverland. Mm. But not quite there. It's, it's not the same, but it's similar. It's like a post-apocalyptic yep. orphanage type deal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very much so. And you get the sense that, like, uh, like somebody was going around doing experiments on the outside, and they're doing more experiments on the inside, but I, you don't know how it's connected. So the drive is, to, like, uh, to see how they connect. That's the... So it's pretty good, and... Like, like I said, the action's not bad, and the, like, the, the artwork... The art direction is pretty good. Because, like, ev- like, every character looks like its own character. It's just, like, no... Um, like reused stuff, like or uh, and like the environments and all that stuff are just pretty damn good. So, okay. <clears throat> well, Oshinoko, uh, what do you know about it? As he asks, as he bites into a chicken yeah, wing. Yeah. <laughs> I know that um, it's sort of it's a reincarnation story. Mm-hmm. The guy's a fan. Mm-hmm. And he gets reincarnated as his favorite idol's daughter. Son. Son. Oh, it is a son? Yeah. I thought it was, uh, he gets reincarnated as, um, like, uh, a female idol to be. No. So, all right. You got most of it. Um, so it's a doctor in a rural kind of village. Mm-hmm. Um, who is a big fan of I. Yeah. And 
they uh, her producer takes her kind of like to an outback kind of village mm -hmm. to. Uh, Did you want another drink or water or anything? Uh, sure. Can I have an espresso mar martini? Espresso martini? Are you okay? I'm good for now. Thank you. Uh, her producer takes your takes I, who is pregnant, yeah. to an, like a out of the way yeah. mm -hmm. uh, hospital to have the kid, and it turns out to be twins. Mm -hmm. And so on, like the night that she gives birth, mm -hmm. um, a stalker shows up and kills the and kills the doctor, who was a big fan. Yep. And the doctor goes, he, he, like, he explains, like, he became a big fan of I because one of the cancer patients, who was like a 12-year-old girl, mm -hmm. was a huge I fan. And um, he kind of picked it up from her. Mm -hmm. So he dies. Yeah. And is reborn as, uh, as the son, the boy twin. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, It's 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 a very, very good anime. Out of curiosity, does he remember his past life? Yes. Or, okay. So he's like a late twenties, early thirties doctor, and he gets reincarnated as her son. There's also the daughter, mm -hmm. uh, who is also a reincarnated person, who was also a fan of I. Okay. So the both of them are just like these twins. Who were fans of, of I? Okay. And it's kind of funny because they they they're babies, but they still act like VTuber fans. Uh -huh. No. Um, trying to think of it's it's a very when, do, when does it pick up though? Like is okay, so the reincarnation happens. Are yeah. They, are they like small children for like the most whole of the episode? Most or? of the episode, they are babies. Okay. And it's kind of like a look who's talking now situation. Okay. Uh, so it's it's a very behind the scenes of, of the idol industry mm -hmm. type of anime. Yeah. As it's, um, it's like the underbelly, sort of. Uh, sort of. I mean, she's sixteen. Mm -hmm. I. Yeah. When she gives birth. Mm-hmm. Um. I do, the other thing I knew about it was uh, it's from the author of uh, Kaguya-sama. That makes sense. Like, uh, but the, if he didn't draw it, he just wrote it. Okay. Like, he wrote and drew, like, like one of the things that was going around on the net was, like, he wrote and drew, uh, Kaguya-sama while writing, uh, like, uh, Oshinoko. So, like, uh, God bless that dude's work ethic. The first episode mm -hmm. is, we were watching him, like, this is, this is an action-packed episode. There's a lot in here. How, how far, how close are we to the end? It's an hour and a half. The first episode is an hour and a half. You know, I saw a meme saying that uh, the first episode was longer than uh, Ghost in the Shell, like the, the original Ghost it in the Shell. It is one hour and 22 minutes. Yeah, which is... Like the Ghost in the Shell, like with uh, the, the Sheer Mossman one, was like 70 minutes or something like that. Maybe, yeah. I don't remember how long it was. I know, but like I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of like a movie length yeah, first no, episode. Me either. <laughs> like, like at the end of the first episode, like where does it? Um... Can I take? Yeah. Some yeah, you can, yeah, you can take these. Okay, oops. <laughs> Thank you. 
You're done with this, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. So, what was I saying? Well, my question was, like, are they still babies at the end of the first episode, or are they, like, the like young age or middle school so, age? Thank you. Or... Have a good night. Thank you. So, I'm. Talking about the, the end of the episode is kind of like spoiling the end of a movie, so I don't really want to go into that. But a lot of the episode is them as as, as young children. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Um, because I, I know like because I went when Giga recommended the manga, I looked into it, like just to see like if it was something I would want to read. But the only thing is I've been reading for the past uh, I read three books right now: uh, Chainsaw Man, uh-huh. One Piece. And uh, The Breaker, uh, part three. But did you ever get into that one? No. I don't know what it is. All right, it's a Korean manhwa. Okay. And, uh... Did you want another drink real quick? Uh, yes. Can I get the boozy shake, please? Boozy shake, you got it. Yeah, there we go. So, the... The... The premise is, like, uh... Like, there's a secret society of martial artists. Mm-hmm. And there's this one guy that's like uh, an upstart in, involved, and he goes into hiding. Mm-hmm. He hides out at this high school, and him and his accomplice actually uh, like get this one kid who's kind of a weakling sort of deal, but he's a good kid. Uh, he eats this magical thing that gives him all these this power, but he doesn't have any training. So he just happens to have the great, one of the greatest martial artists to, to learn from, who doesn't want to teach him, but sort of does. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just starts from there and just gets more complicated. But it's uh, artistically great. It's action-packed. It's uh, fun characters. Uh, so uh, Breaker highly recommend it. It's like it goes on hiatus every every because like they do uh, seasons. So once one story is complete, then they uh, went on hiatus. Then they did a whole another series uh, in the meantime. And then like there's a couple of books like that that I've read. They, like they hit the end of their season, but it turns out the the guy hated working with each other. Like there's one artist in particular who is so goddamn good, but goddamn it, he must be an asshole because he killed two series at, at once. Which two? Uh, there was a, a book back in the day called Veritas, which was uh, that, that, that was actually the first one I ever read and got me into it. And his art was just fantastic. Uh, but the writer, he does uh, characters uh, pretty good. He does plots really good. So, uh, he did Veritas, and he did another one called, like, Dragon Stars, I think, where it's sort of, like, uh, like high schools fighting each other, which, uh, like, if you give me a good tournament arc, like, I'll always be interested in your book. Like, I am that simple. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so, aside from Ocean Oko, which I could talk about for... A while. Yeah, we could talk all day about that. But uh, other, other than that, I've watched um, this other anime called Mashal. Mash L E. Mashal. Okay. okay. Um, in a world where. Imagine Harry Potter. Yeah. Now imagine if in Harry Potter they genocided all of the muggles. Mm hmm. That's Mashal. So it's basically, uh, what if, um, uh, not Voldemort, um, the guy from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find It, if that guy had succeeded? Uh, 
I don't, I don't. I didn't see that. Pro but then you don't probably. have to. You don't have to. It's not I, that good. Yeah. I generally know that he was kind of like that. Basically, though, they 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 Spartaned anybody who couldn't cast magic. Mm -hmm. Um. So the 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 anime is about this one guy who he, he, a he has no magic. Mm -hmm. B he has autism. Mm -hmm. He is very autistic. Three. He is raised in the woods like Goku. Okay. He is a, and he and Goku is a good analogy mm -hmm. because he is insanely strong. Like physically, physically strong. Okay. physically strong. Okay. He is Goku dumb, and Goku strong. Okay. Now, in a world of Harry Potter magic. Okay. So my question is, uh, like, does he get found out? Yes. And his 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 grandpa yeah. again, Goku. Yep. His grandpa tells him, "Whatever I'm going out for the afternoon, mm -hmm. whatever you do, don't go into the city." So he goes into the city. So or? he goes into the city immediately, because he wants a, a, a cream puff pastry. That sounds like uh, okay. He is, he is very dumb. Mm -hmm. He can't remember if the door to their to their cottage is push or pull. Mm -hmm. So he pushes. So he constantly breaks the door. He destroys the door. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, you know those those memes of, oh, you rolled twenty to open the door. <laughs> the door flies off the hinges and yep. splinters and kills him. It's basically that. Mm -hmm. Um. He it, it, he just roll he just rolls nat twenty memes on everything, mm -hmm. on ev on every strength check. Uh, so he gets found out. Yeah. Because everybody, everybody and anybody has like these weird black lines on their face. They're unique for per, per, per person. Yep. But they signify that you're magic. a magic user, I guess. Yep. Then he doesn't have one. So he goes into the city and he buys some cream puffs. Mm -hmm. And he walks into a, a policeman and the policeman is drunk mm -hmm. and starts yelling at him mm -hmm. for getting Boston cream filling on his uniform. Yep. And so he's like, would you like some of my cream puff? Mm -hmm. And he starts yelling at him some more. And he rips off the, the guy's shirt. Just rips off. And uh, says, I will clean this for you. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, it's just the front of his shirt. Not the sleeves, not the back. Yep. And he starts freaking out on him. And uh, he, that's basically how he gets found out. Uh, aside from everybody, he walks past gawking at him. Yep. Because he doesn't have a scar mm -hmm. thing on his face. Uh, so, the corrupt sheriff, mm -hmm. I think, comes to arrest him and can't. Yep. Because I'm ba I've been basically calling this Punch Wizard the anime. Mm -hmm. He tries to apprehend Mesh, mm -hmm. and he cannot. Mm -hmm. They destroy like half the cottage, and Mash just like in in that nice guy autist way mm -hmm. schools him, just by like acting like it's no big. Kind of like it's kind of like a, a mix between Goku and Saitama. Okay, out of curiosity, uh, describe the art direction for me. Like, is it like totally Goku, just like, uh, or is it like he does more not new? look like Goku? Okay, because um, I like he has it, black hair. I, 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 
but the like uh give me a comparable like uh like like does it look like uh mob psycho like like does he look like mob or does he look a little like, bit is it by the same author because no, it feels like no. uh you can look at this anime and you can just taste the influence yeah it's very obvious mm -hmm. It's like, oh, that's kind of like Goku. Oh, that's kind of like uh, Saitama. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is all just Boku no Hero Academia. Oh, this is kind of like Harry Potter. So just out of curiosity, is there, uh, is there like a school that he has to go to? He does. He has to then be enrolled. Uh, the, so after he completely humiliates the sheriff, the mm -hmm. sheriff comes up with a, with a plan mm -hmm. to get um, MASH to win this award in the magic school for tons of money. Mm -hmm. Well, it will lead to them getting tons of money. So he works out a plan with the grandpa. It's like, I'm not going to arrest him. He has to go to the magic school, though. And the grandpa's like, he literally cannot do magic. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it'll be fine. <laughs> and then he gets there at the, uh, the, the, the uh, to you know, take the, the entrance, entrance exam. Yep. And there's like a literal test that you have to take, mm -hmm. and the the sheriff's like, I don't know what I was thinking. I I have no clue. I was not in my right mind. Thank you. Can I take this? Yes, you can. Thank you. Welcome. And um, first test is you have to cast. Um, you have to cast uh, dispel magic on this piece of paper to get the questions to the test to present themselves to you. And so Mash sits down and he asks the paper very nicely, will you please stop moving so that I answer the questions? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't. So he pulverizes the pen that he has into atoms and he says, would you please stop moving so that I can answer the questions? And it does. <laughs> He intimidates the paper into uh, correct, and he hands it in. Because he also g immediately gets on the bad side of the instructor. Oh, of course. Immediately. And the instructor just has it out. He's going to fail. That guy. I'm going to fail that guy. And then a, 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 a barrage of tests, like where he has to levitate a rock. Mm -hmm. So he, like, a boulder. He has to levitate a boulder. So he, like, sticks his thumb in the side of a boulder. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very funny. I'm definitely going to continue. Now, is it. it a straight gag show? It's or very is... gag heavy. Okay. Because I was going to ask, because I forget who made the argument. It was either Eyepatch Wolf or somebody, or like all the great uh, like battle shows and shonen shows like are like at their core a gag show. Well, um, but the, it's like it's it, my hair academia wasn't a wasn't a gag show. It's not, but it like it, but but if you look at like uh, each character does its own quirk. And then, yeah, uh, literal quirk. Yeah, and then uh, like same thing with One Piece, but it's just like it just can like the the best ones do it so well while convincing you it's not. Mm -hmm. So like uh, and plus like it's like the same rule like with like uh, comedians that turn into uh, dramatic actors. Like, oh yeah, it's that whole which, tragedy drama which, by the way, uh, comedy thing. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, like everyone says that, but I can tell you a couple comedians that didn't figure it out until like too late. Like, um, like, uh, did you ever hear? You know Colin Quinn? 
Yes. Okay. He has, he's an incredible comedian. However, like, he'll tell you the story of the time that they wanted him to play a cop on a cop show. And you could just, he, his was own he work. In that, was he in that firefighter show with uh, Dennis Leary? Maybe. But, like, Dennis Leary's, like, one of those ones that just, like, like, he wasn't respected enough as a comedian, but he was a hell of a good actor. Yeah. Like, or at least a good enough actor. Good enough. Like, did you ever see The Ref? No, I didn't. All right, Dennis Leary, Kevin Spacey, and a couple other uh, character people that are kind of famous, but the director was, like, uh, Jonathan Demme's brother, the guy that did, um, uh, uh... Silence of the Lambs. Didn't do Silence of the Lambs, but it's his brother. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a hell of a guy from like behind the scenes. But maybe it's because I saw it when I was 13, but I am willing to bet it's still funny. And it still has like a power to it. Because Dennis like Leary is one of those kind of like timeless comedies. Yeah, it's, especially like uh, some people have accused him of like stealing stuff, which I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But the, well, like Louis C.K. tells the story, like uh, he did a bit about being an asshole, and Leary is talking about is like, that's an interesting bit you have there. It's like I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole, and then like six months later, Leary comes out with like the like I'm an asshole song. Unless unless Louis C.K. was literally coming up with doing a song about being an asshole, I think that you can give that one to Dennis Leary. Well, it's. Also, it's Louis C.K. Who? How? How true do you think that might be? Uh, I'll say I'll say 50-50. Yeah. Like Louis C.K. is one of those guys that is just like he's funny, but like there like you can almost see history being rewritten and written again and rewritten because <laughs> like you like depends on who you ask. But then it's also um, like like I know. And, I have a steel trap memory for certain odd details. Like, I remember when, like, there was a couple comics that had podcasts. Like, they were licking their lips a little bit when he went down. (laughs) And then other people were like, you know, he's still funny, right? And then the people that were, like, like, they kind of won out. And they're saying that he's still funny. Mm -hmm. But I just want to, like, it's, like, but uh, I was like, well, he, he did what he did years ago. And, like... Like, what are we going to do? Cancel his birthday? I mean... <sighs> yeah. But anyway, the... Uh, so it, <clears throat> not to cut you off, but I looked up what Sukeban translates to. Mm-hmm. It translates to delinquent, Suke, okay. and Ban, meaning leader. Okay. Delinquent leader, not girl boss. Really? I was under... Like, is Suke like a... Like a particularly, uh, is it a gendered uh, delinquent or? It might be a gendered influ. Uh, it, what was what's the word? In- inference. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it's generally applied to, as far as I know, girls. Uh, not nothing in the word leads me to believe that it's gendered. Okay. Not that a whole lot of things in Japanese are gendered anyway. Mm. Uh, very few things in that, Japanese are gendered. Not, not that it's gendered, it's just like like there's like like one chan versus oni chan and all that yeah. stuff. Like that's what I'm saying. Like is it like is it like suke or su- like it's like, suke meaning versus is meaning it but, delinquent. Well, I'm asking though, is like is there a suke and a suki? Or, no. All right. Well, that's what I'm asking. 
so I don't know that. Right, that that kind of thing isn't going to show up in, in Japanese. Um, but n- me and, uh, what is it, Aneki and Aniki? Yeah. It's just a shortening of that. The O is honor, is like a politeness thing. So, like, you, it's not sake, it's osake. Yeah. It's one-chan. Yeah. One-san. Whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah. Y- you put, um, you put, uh, Japanese, like, uh, manga through the, yeah. Yeah. You know Google Translate has the thing where you can put a picture in and it'll read the picture? I'm familiar with it. It's It gets so confused. Mm-hmm. It gets so horribly confused. People are talking about, I'm going to kill me. Because well, it doesn't understand that they're referring to the other person. Because it doesn't know the context of the situation. And context in Japanese is king. Mm-hmm. Because... Holy shit. That's yeah, big. This is way bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> What is it? I want to say it's a brownie, or otherwise it's a, like... Is it the... No. Chocolate cake. Huh. Neat. Uh, this is good, by the way. The espresso. It's very chocolatey. So is this. I bet. Mm-hmm. That is literal chocolate. In mm-hmm. it. I'm glad I got it. Uh, so... I want to run, a, like, an idea by you. Set. Add an idea for a movie. Yeah. And as an aside, have you ever tried to find a funny video years later? Sure. Now, like, like, it, imagine finding, like, a particular meme that you didn't save, that you didn't like, that you just saw it, laughed, and scrolled past it. Uh-huh. But it stuck with you. Like, I've been trying to find the, 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 the inspiration for what I'm about to talk about for the last three days, mm-hmm. and I can't find it for shit. All right. So the it was like one of those like uh, what girls don't understand about guys' nights memes. Okay. Like very simple premise. However, you get to it. It's like like six teenage boys sitting around in a kitchen table. Like they're off to it's like a showdown. Like one dude uh, reaches into his coat pocket, pulls out a Directv remote, like puts it together, slides off to the things, and opens up up to reveal two AA batteries. Puts them down on the table like so, uh-huh. like presenting them to it, and the other, and the camera turns to the other side of the table, to which the guy holds his hands out to his friend, pours like a thing of water from a very fancy uh, oil can, rubs it together, reaches underneath his hat, and pulls out a wallet, and then pulls out this and throws uh, like a uh, star on the table, and the crowd goes wild. A star. It's like a plastic sheriff's toy star or whatever. Okay. So it's like, it's like I see you here, and I will raise you this. And it's like very funny in the presentation. It's just like you're just laughing at it because you don't understand what happened, but you're just like it's like it's like a, it's a it's like a cadence joke. Like when somebody says something not funny, but they say it in a funny way. It has way. comedic timing. Exactly. And I thought to myself like a couple days ago because I was thinking about it. Uh huh. What if that was a wizard's battle? Like, like the st- you establish the stakes, but the contest is completely uh, nonsensical. Like if David Lynch was doing like a, a, a like an absurdist uh, like wizards battle movie. Uh-huh. Like, um, uh huh. Like, did you ever read or did you watch uh, Sandman on Netflix? No. 
did you ever read uh, the? I think it would be in the first book, the first uh, trade of Sandman. I no, I haven't read it. I'll lend it to you. It's that good. Um, but it's uh, all right. Uh, how about because uh, they kind of did it in um, uh, Sword in the Stone from Disney. The old one. Yeah, the okay. the cartoon one, Sword in the Stone, where right. Merlin versus the witch. Mm. It's like I am a dog. Well, I am a mountain lion. Well, I am a ram, and I am going to knock that uh, your mountain lion. It's like, okay, well, I am a dragon. Ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I am a germ, and you caught me. Mm-hmm. So, like, and she gets, uh, like, sick or whatever, and she has to... I want to take something like that. I'm going to write the script for it this week. It's okay. Like, but I got, like, the idea being nonsensical things like absurd yeah but you just establish the stakes and you pay off the stakes because like the opening scene is um, this is in my head the guy comes up to another dude is like hey man I gotta warn you about something it's like what happened I lost gambling it's like well how is that my problem I wagered your name you what I wagered your name it's like who gave you my name? I had your name. So I just wagered it, and I thought I could win, but I didn't. And now these guys have your name. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do about that? It's like, uh, like I have to go get my name back. It's like, but the, like, just like that surrealist concept. Uh-huh. But the, it's like, it's like, but they can't, I can't tell you who has your name. It's like, why not? Because, like, uh, it was part of the thing. It's like, well, I'll wager uh, something that it's like, if I win, you have to tell me who it is. If you lose, uh, something else. So, the game is a coin toss. Between him and the guy who can't tell you the thing? Yeah. How does that work? It, d- don't don't get into that. No, 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 hold on. If he can't give you the name, then he doesn't have the name. But the... So he can't, he can't give you the name in a bet. He can't wager the name he can't give you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, if the rule of the wager is, uh, like, uh, does the one rule out uh, um, precede the, the next rule? Well, hold on. If that... I can imagine a million scenarios where that would just destroy any kind of understanding of your world building. That's what I'm trying to figure out, though. Like, like so he, I, he, if he can't give you the name, he can't give you the name. You have to figure out why he can't give you the name and go from there. So, like, the next guy who would know something about the bet. Mm-hmm. Okay, but... So, this is what I'm trying to get at, though. Like, does the concept of what I'm describing to you sound interesting? Can I get you anything else? Or okay? Um, can I get a coffee? Coffee? Yeah. Not milk? Cream? No thanks. Just black coffee? Yeah. But, like, like as a starting point, like, I'm, I'm seeing what you're pointing out. Like, uh-huh. I, like, I have to have established rules and all that stuff. Right. But, like, like, as in a, like, let's say, like a, like a 70 minute YouTube movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. How does that appeal to you? I mean, if it works, it works. Well, that's anything. Yeah. So, but you, the, the concept you're talking about is funny, mm-hmm. 
Um, it's just you just have to make it good. Okay, so, but so okay, so the logic but, is there. I just have to be good. Yeah, I can see uh, a movie playing out with this kind of like absurdist thing where you just have to you have to set up the rules mm-hmm. as you go and are like going around this world. You start with like the buddy calling him up or coming over or what have you mm-hmm. and explaining I lost your name in a bet yeah I can't give you the name of the guy and then your character goes from there with or without the friend maybe the, probably without the friend oh it's definitely okay yeah um cause like I want the cause like the opening has to establish that like this is real stakes uh huh so the, the 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 next thing is like the, I'm gonna have to rework it based on what you're telling me right now. But the original concept of it was because the guy said, "I lost your name." Uh-huh. He says, "Well, I'm gonna play you for something right now, and it's either gonna." Uh, but why? It's like, like it's either gonna settle your so, debt. So, so, so is if if the guy if your main character's motivation is I need to get my name back. Mm-hmm. What? Why is he messing with the friend if the friend is proven to have no ability to help him get his name back? I think it would, it's like one of those like. Uh... So so in a world like this, you have to have your character ask questions that the audience might think up. Why doesn't he just do X? Because if in the beginning your 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 audience is saying why doesn't he just do X, mm-hmm. that follows them throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if your character, you have to think about like, your, what, what, what would your main character do, say, or ask the friend mm-hmm. to get this resolved? Okay. And you have to think of reasons for why it, it can't resolve with the friend. Okay, because, all right, I have an idea for this one, because I kind of did think of this. Uh-huh. Imagine a degenerate gambler. Yeah. It's like, it's like, hey... Uh, like two to one odds, I'll play you, like whatever, like win. Well, loses. So uh-huh. then he goes to someone who's bit bigger, more powerful. Says, "Hey, double or nothing, based off what I have here. Like, uh, like if uh, if I win, uh, the I'll, I'll bet this much to get back that much. And then, like, so it just goes down the line, and process of elimination." Uh, he goes to someone. Uh, Thank you. He just goes to someone so crazy that the per- the person who lost his name without like betting it himself, uh-huh. like just knows. Oh, you went to him, didn't you? Uh huh. It's like I can't tell you that I went to him. Have you seen Pig? E- no, I, I've I've I know, I've we've discussed it and Pig sounds kind of in the same alley as what you're going down. Mm-hmm. So, I would suggest watching Pig because it's kind of absurdist, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it's doing kind of the thing that you're talking about with different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would help a lot to flesh out. Um, I have to figure out this, the concrete rules of it. But... So here here's what I'm saying about Pig. Pig mm-hmm. is very grounded, yes. despite the dumb things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm trying to think of a way to tell you that you, in addition to everything, need to figure out a reason for the friend having his name mm-hmm. that has either some weight or has appropriate amount of weight. Mm-hmm. So like in Pig, um, two meth heads steal his pig. Now, they're not his friends. Yes. He does run into them at some point during the movie, but they don't have his pig. Mm-hmm. Definitely go watch Pig. Mm-hmm. I think it'll illustrate what I'm, what I'm saying. Yes. But I'm sitting here, I'm trying to think of why does the friend have his name, quote-unquote, whatever that means. B, how does that relationship evolve mm-hmm. with the friend? Because he's a friend. And it kind of just seems like he's not going to be part of the story going forward. Yep. So what happens with that? That's a that's a story arc that needs to close. Mm-hmm. How you close it, it doesn't really matter. But it needs to evolve and, and, and finish. It could evolve and finish in that scene. I don't know how you would, but you could. Mm-hmm. So that's a... Just think about it. That's a relationship. That's an open parenthesis. That you're, that you need to close at some point. So, like, two is only gonna make it more complicated. Because like, if you don't see it written down, it's kind of hard to follow. Because I'm not the best explainer. Sure. Like, uh, like conversationally. Mm-hmm. So, post uh, opening, he goes to the person that has his name. However, he's already dealt with him in the past before. Like, Who? It, the, the the best, the best the guy, guy, the guy that the, the, the best wizard there is, the number one. Are we wizard. actually talking about wizards now? Yeah, well, because that's what I'm saying. Like th- this is a movie. The the idea of the movie is, uh, like magic that you don't think is magic until the the stakes are paid. Uh huh. Because like that's uh, what I'm trying to like thread the needle on is that. Uh, like, why are these, like, stupid things important? Uh-huh. It's like, uh... You want to establish stakes, is what you're saying. Yes, because, like... That's another thing with an absurdist thing like this. You really need to establish stakes. Yes, that's why, that's why like, it's, like, the, the first rule I came up with, like, the wager is, uh, is absolute... So let's say someone wagers their name. That's an absurd thing. However, like, like the the uh, implications of that have to be explained or not explained, but I think you could explain it pretty well with the friend, actually. Because mm-hmm. let's say, because that was the whole point of the friend. The friend gets him involved in the situation, but because he's mad at his friends and like what the friend did doesn't make them friends anymore. It's like this is goodbye. It's like. Uh, so he. What I mean is that you can explain it with the friend by the friend um, having also lost his name, and he can't. It's kind of like a true name situation. So losing his name means that the, whoever won the name off of him has power over him. Yep. And thus he can't explicitly say what it is that he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. So the friend comes in. He's like, "Yeah, I got to tell you something." And then it's all this. It's like this this big scene where. He's trying to, like, pantomime. He's trying to get around the rules that have been placed on him. Yep. On what he can and can't say to make his friend understand the, mm-hmm. the, the, what has happened. And yep. thus also kind of 
illustrates illustrates um, the stakes more or less, but uh, you know partly, and then you can explain more as it, as it goes on. But the other thing I want to try and do is explain it as little as possible. I mean, yeah, but the, the friend literally can't explain. I know, but that, that's what I'm saying, like that, but also because like I feel like certain movies, like over. Uh, like um, expo not expose um, uh, exposition mm -hmm. they over exposition they over expose it yeah and then there's a um, like an info dump in the second act usually or the third act where it's like uh, it's not it, like it takes away from the story uh huh like uh definitely watch Pig okay Pig is like the perfect movie for you right now I gotta track it down yeah it's very good that I know the pig uh, that he's looking for. Uh, I don't think he finds it. Like, if, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to not be spoiling. I'm not going to spoil it for you. All right, but the... Because, uh, like, how is the movie resolved, though, in terms of not whether or not he finds his pig, but, like, like is it an action scene? Because I know it's not an action-packed movie. There's, it's not, there's maybe one action scene in the movie, and it's not really an action scene. Yeah, it's a chef uh, thing. No. Really? The the really? restaurant fight club? There is no restaurant restaurant fight club. There is a f there is a fight thing, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna tell you it's not really an action scene. Okay. It's not. They go through a restaurant to get there, mm -hmm. but it's not a restaurant. Actually, I don't even remember if they go through a restaurant. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, no, it sounds interesting, this idea. Because I was trying to think of, like, a, like a low-budget... Uh, you, know, you know what I just saw recently what? for the first time? What? Naked Lunch. I haven't seen it in its entirety. How is it? Um, I got to the end of the movie, because I was watching it on, on Discord with people. Mm -hmm. I got to the end of the movie, and I, I said to them, I think I understand this movie a little too well. <laughs> Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Was that the one where, um, like, uh, the William uh, Tell uh, thing happens? Where the guy kills his own oh. wife? Yeah, that happens twice. Okay. Because, uh... That, it's, like... a, it's a very weird movie, mm -hmm. and it's intentionally weird. Yep. Um, it's a little too intentionally weird for me, because it... Cause you remember Bradford? Yeah. Funny story, I ran into Professor Ward at ShopRite. Yeah, he still lives in the area, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, well, I ran into him. Yeah. I was like, hey, how's it going? Anyway. Did he remember you? Uh, kind of. He, he remembered that he remembered me. Mm -hmm. Not not my name, though, because it's been a long time. It's been a yeah. I, I was happy to, that he recognized me uh, at Centenary, because mm. it was like only a couple years later. Right, I think I was there for that. Well, yeah, I think you were there because we we went to like their talk they're, they're, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, uh, like, I had this one elementary school teacher. I knew this man for twelve years. Mm -hmm. I ran into him like uh, eight years later. He was like, ah, "Are you like related to your sister?" It was like, "Okay, yep." It's just like. Uh, 
It's like one of those things where it's like, okay, uh, I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. But so, do you remember that story that Bradford told about like his 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 hot tub time with that one beatnik writer with Ginsburg? Was it Ginsburg? I believe it was Ginsburg. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remembered basically when, while I was watching this, all I could think about was was that was that story mm-hmm. and the whole beatnik era thing, and everything just clicked for me yep. in the movie, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, like, oh well, well, yeah. What I know of, like, drug trip stuff and all that beatnik era, bohemian stuff, mm-hmm. this movie makes a lot of sense to me. Yep. Probably too much sense. <laughs> well, Which mo- is weird, because it never... It, it, it is firmly in the Burton-esque. Okay, mm-hmm. Yep. Can I get you uh, Can I get an order, please? Water? Thank you. It is firmly in the, like, Burton-esque imagery mm-hmm. of, like, his typewriter is... Uh, a, a giant cockroach that talks to him and gives him secret agent mis- missions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh... Well, Naked Lunch is a Cronenberg movie. It is. I feel like Cronenberg is the perfect director, but it was too perfect a director. Well, only because I say this. Uh, well, Cron- what, it, what it never says the whole movie yeah. is what I think the real story is. Which seems pretty obvious yep. to me, in that it's just a writer who's gone on a huge drug trip and is writing a because at some at points in the movie his friends show up to where he is mm-hmm. and they're like you've been sending us chapters to a book mm-hmm. it's pretty good we're just and like you can like see flash not like actual flashes of lucidity but like drug fueled half lucidity mm-hmm. um, and like all of that it just kind of like all fit together for me it's like oh I can see the real story with, you know probably the real story uh, through all of this and it's all very well now it's just mundane mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I can see that and everybody I was watching with him was like that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen and I'm sitting there like I think I understood that too well. <laughs> well, I think, because we didn't read the book, but we read parts of the book, didn't we? Or for that class? or For that class? I don't know. I don't I, think so. Because I think Naked Lunch is... Uh, I remember Blue Curtains. I remember... Burroughs, right? Like, uh, it's, I think so. Well, anyway, because like, he didn't write it in the sense that he, like, uh, like, like uh, handwritten. Like, if I remember correctly, he would take, like, articles or other things and... They cut out uh, like phrases and words and stuff like that, and copy and paste it together. Cut and paste okay. it together. If I'm not mistaken, I'm, I might have it wrong there. But so I, he he wrote the book like a, a ransom note. Yeah. Interesting. Like, well, the the like the the beat generation did a lot of which I don't even think he does he qualify. I, I don't know. I just uh, have thank to you. grab you and drop you back. You're good. Don't worry about it. So, uh, did we discuss Mario movie last time we spoke? Or no, no, we did. We might have. Give, give me five minutes on. Uh, did you actually see it? I yes. still haven't seen it. Give me five minutes on D and D, and then I'll give you five minutes on uh, Mario. Sure. No spoilers. Though. So you want me to tell you about D and D? Is what I'm hearing. Not the game, but the movie. Right. Yes. 
Because uh, you saw it, correct? Yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Um, it was... Uh, it was... It, the, I can, it was very D&D. Okay. And not just 5e D&D. Uh, I just mean it, it's very players and role-playing game. Mm-hmm. Very well written into actual characters. Like, you can just look at the characters on screen. Mm-hmm. Because it's a four-man party. Yeah. You've got uh, the wizard, who is a semi-new player, who has just been given a huge list of spells he doesn't quite know and mm-hmm. isn't sure he understands. I was going to ask about that. Like, can you get the sense that, like, who the person would be? Exactly who. Okay. You know these people. <laughs> You know each of these characters intimately. Mm-hmm. You've got the barbarian who... Michelle Rodriguez? Yeah. Okay. The barbarian who just min-maxed, doesn't like to role-play, doesn't say a lot, but man, can they fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the druid who likes playing druid a little too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, get, it gets very into the druid motivations, yep. which sometimes take them away from the party. Yep. Not literally, but like, yeah. is at odds with the party. And then you have the veteran player, who has is so played so many pl- uh, different characters, he's just playing a bard who never picks up a weapon. Doesn't have any fighter classes, never fights. Is that Chris Pine? Chris Pine. Okay. I, I only, feel like he's perfect for that role. Only resolves situations through role-playing. <laughs> okay. So, literally I, never picks up a sword. Awesome. Okay. The, because. Uh, oh, also, have you ever run into anybody uh, who is just really bad at rolling? Mm-hmm. They, they seem cursed at rolling, and so they do as many things in game as possible that require no rolls. Mm-hmm. That's Chris Pine. Yeah. <laughs> Like, do I have to roll for that? I'm going to figure out a different way to do this. Now, like, uh, I'm not an expert on this, but like, how long is a campaign supposed to be in a D&D game? If you're going by, like, the expected time to play... Yeah. Uh, in Pathfinder, the adventure paths yeah. are six books, and each book is approximately supposed to take you a month. Yeah. There's no... There's no real common length of one of these. You yep. can finish a year-long campaign in a day, or a day-long campaign can last a year. So my, but my question is, though, does the movie uh, translate like the epicness that you would get in one of those campaigns to its own story? Sure. Okay, because I didn't know... Uh, like, It's not a level 20 campaign. It's like a level 5 or 10 campaign. Okay, all right. Like is it does it like look like it could be a franchise where I don't I don't know I how well the movie I wouldn't did. want it to be a franchise. Okay. Because if you're gonna roll up new care like if you're if you're gonna make another movie it'd be like starting a new campaign so you want to roll up new characters anyway. Yeah. These characters had their issues and their issues are resolved. So if you want to make a new a new movie. And literally get all of the same actors but to play, play different, different characters. Perfect sequel. Okay, all right. Let's leave it at that then. So, Mario, 
Oh, but one one more thing on, on D&D. The, um, the trailers never actually tell you what the plot is and are actually a little misleading. It's about Chris Pine trying to reconnect with his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... Like, I don't know why you would need a four-man party for that, but... It, there are reasons. Like, he has to get to, like, a, a faraway land or something? No. Not even that? Nope. Okay. Is his daughter in the party? No. Okay. All right, all right. Uh... Why, was that, like, too much of a, like, a... It's convoluted. It's probably too convoluted for a trailer. Uh, well, I would imagine that, but, like, did it feel like too much of a curveball no. in what you were expecting, or...? Oh, I mean, if you went there expecting the old D&D movie, maybe. But one of the things about this movie is that they absolutely destroyed any chance they had at the box office. A, by being weird and having an uninformative trailer that was at the same time too revealing and told you nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And B, coming out a week before Mario. Oh, and C, having your your director and, and writers do interviews about saying how much they loved emasculating the, the male lead. Loved. Which doesn't even factor into the movie. It's not there. Okay, that's awesome. So they're just wrong. Man, can you imagine how masculine Chris Pine would have been if they didn't, weren't involved? It's not hard to emasculate Chris Pine. <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I was thinking about our last conversation, uh-huh. and I don't want to get into it too deeply, but I figured out the difference between like the the movie stars of past years uh-huh. and what we have now. Sure, we don't have movie stars; we have really good actors. Um, sure, but no, think about this: the the <laughs> that was never. That was never in, in question on my, my argument against movie star. The term movie star, any actor could be an actor, but people... Yeah, any actor could be an actor. Right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it makes sense. It does. When you were, when you were, back in the day, there was, I'm going to make you a star. Yeah. A star is someone who would draw crowds. Yeah. Like, I, I, I was using Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Evans. Yeah. Because Chris Evans is a really good example of this. Because he's a big known actor. Yep. That does not himself draw crowds. Yeah, I'll tell you why. There are a lot of actors like him. I know, but he's but just I'll, a very I'll, good example. I'll tell you why though. The, yeah. I was thinking about this. Uh, in the seventies and eighties. Uh huh. Uh these actors played the same role each time. So when uh, Sylvester Stallone played a role, he was playing Sylvester Stallone. When Bruce Willis played a role, he was playing Bruce Willis. Same thing with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks always played that was nice Bruce guy. Bruce Willis playing Bruce Willis when he was in The Sixth Sense? He was playing a version of Bruce Willis? I- I'll say that Bruce Willis doesn't have a huge range. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I don't think the reason movies start... Because... Um, and the draw of Sixth Sense. Daniel DeLewis is not a one-note actor. He doesn't. He's not typecast a lot. No, he, he was a movie star. God. Was he? Yeah, he's the reason most people went to go see Lincoln. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, but 
he was a draw in a different way in that the biggest he wasn't playing news, himself. The biggest news around like, Lincoln it was is the, how Daniel Day-Lewis never broke character. That's what that's what he does though. That was his that's, yeah. a, that's his one trick. Yeah. I am going to become somebody else. I'm I'm going to method act the shit out of it. I will never If it break. weren't for Daniel Day-Lewis, I don't think half the people would have gone to OC Lincoln. Uh, I think it was also Spielberg, and I think it was also... doesn't matter. Maybe, it, it was an maybe Oscar not bait half. Movie. And plus, it was an Oscar bait movie, but how many people go to see Oscar bait movies? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think it was, like... You it, can't say, oh, it was an Oscar bait movie. It would have had literally everybody going to see... No, nobody sees Oscar bait movies. Yeah, like... They're Oscar bait movies because they're baiting the Oscars instead of going for the crowd. Yep. But, like, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. How many people went and saw The Artist? Just me. I'm surprised you even uh, went. Uh, it was very good. <laughs> it was a good movie, but I think... It, uh, even I also liked um, The King's Speech. Not a lot of people saw that. More people probably than the artist, but... Yeah. But the... Uh, like, uh, like, Because that's what I'm saying, though. The people that were stars mm-hmm. in the past, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Played Jim Carrey. Uh-huh. Every time until people got tired of Jim Carrey. Spotless, spotless mind. Like, that's the exception that proves the rule. No, there are a lot of Jim Carrey movies where Jim Carrey plays not Jim Carrey. Me, myself, Irene. Yeah. Like, play Jim Carrey. No. Okay, okay, hold on. I played Jim Carrey does not then translate to Dumb and Dumber. He just, like... Jim Carrey is a huge range. He does have a huge range. However, he's a really funny guy. But he, like, like his, they took him as goofy more so than, uh, like Adam Sandler plays Adam Sandler. Like it's a like a. Well, Adam, Sa- well, Adam Sandler is a, a, a tight good win- actor. He's an incredible actor, but it's a very tight window for when Adam Sandler's doing a comedy. Well, that's Adam or, Sandler or comedies because he he got his he, he got his start I guess Saturday on, Night on Saturday Night Live, Night Live, where people most people and, knew and, him. And then always, he started making all these his, his comedy movies. Goofy. Yeah. And then he and then he makes Punch Truck Love. And mm-hmm. then he makes um the Spanglish. Spanglish is another one. Uh, did uh, you see the the Hustle? Is, Hustle is the basketball movie he just came out with. And no, then, I don't even know about that one. I was talking. About, I was going to talk about. I his, recommend his, that his, one. His, Uncut his, Gems. Gem, Uncut Gems. Which, but the it's like it's what they bring to their regular roles. Let's say, like Jim Carrey brings that like. Uh, pushing the boundary of going far when he like me myself and Irene he's playing yeah. two personalities uh-huh. like when he plays that like uh, that aw shucks nice guy he plays it as far but then when he plays that start like his face like Jim Carrey is like one of the few comedians where um, when he does an impression like his body changes mm-hmm. it's not just that he's like hitting the notes and hitting the mannerisms it's just like like he becomes a different person and Another good example of that is Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix is a movie star. People know that. that um, oh, uh, what was it um, the Master? Yeah. Had, had him and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that Joaquin Phoenix movie, or Nightcrawler. That's that Joaquin Phoenix movie. That's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Fuck. Such a movie star. <laughs> They're very similar. Not really. They're too similar. Like, Jake Chillinall is, like, one of those guys, too, that's just, like... You know those... Hold on. Um, you know the guy from Lucky Number 11? Uh, Josh Hartnett. Okay, now you know the guy from Waiting? Uh, that is, uh, Justin Long. I... Justin Long. 
the guy from Waiting? Yeah, the the, 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 the there was multiple protagon- people in the, Waiting. The protagonist of Waiting. Yeah, that was Justin Long. His name is Justin Long. Yeah, the if, if I'm remembering correctly, it was Justin Long, the guy right. from Jeepers Creepers, the guy from uh, yeah, like he always plays like he was in um, uh, most recently he was in um, uh, uh, Barbarian. I didn't see Barbarian. Was all right. You didn't anyway, see Barbarian. I didn't see Barbarian. Okay, uh, I know about Barbarian. My my brother was was talking all about it over Easter, um, and I m- many people have talked about Barbarian. It stuck out to me because it's called Barbarian, so you think Conan, you and then it's like too, a but... horror plot. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, those two actors, I c- and what's what's the name of the guy from Blue Crush? <sighs> I know the movie, but goddamn it, like what are we talking about? Is that he's the guy from Inception too? The the, assist, the secondary Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Those three actors, yeah. in my mind, might as well be the same person. Not so much the the waiting guy, Justin Long. Yeah. But the other two, m- the same person almost. I I cannot like in my head distinguish half of their movies apart from each other. Uh, I I'm better at this though. Like I can b- because. Like Josh Hart, because like like there's other things you got to watch out for too. Because like um, when people are choosing roles, like uh, like you sometimes like if you're too good looking, like and this is like an issue for actors sometimes. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna get certain roles. Yeah. Like uh, Josh Hartnett or whatever. Mm-hmm. He came from that like teen heartthrob, like start. Yeah. So like. Like, he like, was on some some like Disney or Nickelodeon stuff before, wasn't he? Maybe I don't know what he got to start exactly in. The earliest thing I could think of was um, uh, the Faculty. Uh, I remember the Faculty. Faculty was an awesome movie. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Uh, listen, <laughs> like, but like, uh, I'll, I'll, even though they're very different movies, like him and James Marsden got really confused at times because uh, James Marsden. Cyclops. Oh. Okay, so, like, because, like, uh, uh, not Varsity Blues, but, like, uh, something, uh, like, uh, like, Blue Ribbon or something like that, or uh, Disturbing Behavior. Disturbing Behavior mm. is, is the name of the movie. Uh, where it's, like, he plays, like, this kid whose older brother killed himself, so the whole family moves out to another town. Turns out, like, there's a teacher out there that's uh, brainwashing all the kids. Like with uh, like surgically impacting, like uh, implanting, implanting, implanting uh, chips in their heads so they make them all the, these better kids. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I'm good. Can I get uh, the check, please? Yep. Check. Separate checks. Separate checks. Yeah. That'll work. So the, uh, but because like when Hollywood, when one movie gets greenlit. The studios will look at that. It was like, well, they believe in that. We need something to compete with that. So you see these, um, like, they have a vampire movie. We have a vampire movie. If they have a, a horror movie, we have a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's just so, like, like so, you, like they have a movie about aliens taking over the school. We're gonna have a movie about, uh, like, brainwashing teens, yeah, and stuff like that. We we started this on on movie star. Let's go back to the to that. Okay. You you were saying something. So. Uh, Think about like Timothy Chalamet and uh, uh, Tom Holland right now. Okay. Timothy Chalamet is doing is he's getting like all the pretty boy roles, 
but he has to do a couple weird ones in there just to let people know. It's like, hey, don't typecast me as this. So that, right. So that's why he's playing a cannibal. That's why he's playing Willy Wonka. That's why he's playing Doom. Timothy Chalamet is playing Willy Wonka? That's his movie. In what? Going. Willy Wonka, the prequel. They're making another Willy Wonka movie? Where he didn't, goes and finds the Didn't the Johnny Depp one fail? It's not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's Willy Wonka. It's, who, who cares? But like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like uh, um, Johnny Depp started out as a Tiger Beat uh, cover model actor on 21 Jump Street. So he's like, I need to... Uh, there was sh- some show before that. I don't know, but uh, he Maybe, was also on Nightmare uh, on Elm Street, the, the first one. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like he, he was like famous for being pretty. So he went to John Waters and was like, hey, can I be in a couple of your movies? And just like uh, really shake that uh, teen uh, idol image that I have going right now. He's like, sure. Teen idol image. All this stuff we're talking about. Yeah. Comes up in Oshino Code. Just as an aside. I would imagine it does because like it's, uh, it's the whole show well the, the thing about idols is that you don't want to think of them as product yeah yeah but this like, this whole show is is talking about idol culture and idol industry yep because like uh if like um i know like the, there's i don't know if it's specific cases because i don't follow it that well however let's say a, a girl uh from idol group a and a pop star from idol group b uh-huh. have a relationship like they want that they don't want that in the news they don't because like uh no if two girls from idol no. groups into a relationship Guy they'll, they'll brought okay they don't want like like the like there's it's, it's whatever the value is they they were trying to put out like it's either the, um, the, what is it called i think it's called gachikoi yep yeah. uh it's it's that um girlfriend experience I couldn't tell you. No, that's what it's called. I, I know, but like I couldn't tell you. Like I'm not an expert. However, like certain things are true. Like um, like Jerry Lee Lewis, when like they found out that uh, his wife was 13 years old, <laughs> and he was like 17 or 20. Like uh, his career like went downhill real quick. Like uh, it was like one of those deals where it was like. Like even in like 1950, whatever. Like uh, they were like, we're not cool with this. Yeah. But like, meanwhile, like uh, Elvis's wife was the same age, I think, or same age difference. There you go. There we go. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And I will. I'm gonna be right here when everybody else is So the all right. But the uh, we're, so, so we're talking about movie stars and what was and was not a movie star. The current definition of a movie star right now yeah. is somebody that can get a movie made because they're known quantities. So, see, I think it goes a little deeper than that. They can get a movie made because they're a movie star. Not they can get a movie made, therefore they're a movie star. Uh, yes and no. Because uh, we had like the old definition of a movie star. Yeah. And I don't mean that we have they are star perce- actors. I, I don't mean that they are perceived as a movie star. Thus, they are a movie star. They can be perceived as a movie star and not be a movie star. Mm-hmm. Like the perfect example, Chris Evans. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll give you one right now. Like, uh, is Will Ferrell a movie star? Will Ferrell. I think so. What if I told you he's the least? He's, he's riding the line. What if I told you he's the least bankable? Uh, I would believe that. So. 
Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Is he a movie star? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think people would go see a movie based on it being a Shia LaBeouf movie, however. He is damaged goods, but he's They a might go good see actor. him because of that. So he, he might be a Tommy Wiseau-esque star. At one point, Will Ferrell had the least bankability, and then uh, Shia LaBeouf had the most bankability because... Uh, I don't remember. Th- this oh, was, no. I, I, yeah, no. He was in like, the... Um, like, Will Ferrell had Journey to the Center of the Earth. He had the, the other guys... A ton of movies. That, don't, ...that bombed. Sure. And, like, he had a b- bunch in a row where he was getting paid $20 million and the movie was not making that. Well, that's just them overpaying him. That does not mean that he's not a movie star. It's not that, it doesn't mean he's not a movie star, but what I'm saying, though, is... Remember The Mummy? Yeah. No, we went and saw the mummy, not, uh, the, the 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 Tom Cruise mummy, not not the uh, Brandon Fraser mummy. I, um, the Tom Cruise mummy. Yeah. I don't. I didn't see that. I don't know anybody who did see that. And but but nobody's gonna deny that Tom Cruise is a movie star. Well, Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio are kind of like the last of like the old movie stars. Yeah. Where if Tom Cruise says yes to a movie, that means like. Like, uh, a thousand people have jobs. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the, the, uh, uh, like, like, Will Smith, like, is, like, sort of having, uh, issues, uh, with being a movie star at the moment, and, like... Tom Cruise? No, Will Smith. Oh. Like, we're, we're at a, not a changing of the guard, but, like, we're at a crossroads of what a movie star is, as opposed to what it used to be. Uh-huh. Like, right now, a movie star can get you a movie made because there's somebody willing to invest in it because this movie star tends to have uh, people go see their work. Uh-huh. Uh, it used to be... If you just switched out the actor for Mission Impossible, I don't think nearly as many people would go see it. Yes. That's a, that's only, a, that's a only, movie star. There's only a handful it, of people that could uh, replace Tom Cruise. Yeah. If anybody. If anybody, but it would... Like even still, like because uh... one of the things that Tom Cruise does is he's just he's insane with the things that he'll do for his his film, mm-hmm. um, like like scaling that that tower in in in, in Dubai, uh, or or I don't How much know. did you tip? Ten. Um. So Tom Cruise. Is insane for those reasons. He also has a lot of creative control over the movies that he's yep. in. That's another thing. Um, he, so he's kind of like Christian Bale, but Christian Bale doesn't go nearly as far as Tom Cruise. Uh, mm. Christian Bale is an interesting one because, like, do you ever hear? You remember the Terminator Genesis, the one that he was in? Um, with the, with with the Sam Worthington. It was the fourth movie, technically. I think so, yeah. Okay, Where so... Where he played John Connor? Yes. Okay. So, Christian Bale signed on to be John Connor. The original script to that movie, it was supposed to be a cameo. Like, level. It was almost a cameo. No, it was supposed to be a cameo, as in, like, last five minutes of the movie, uh-huh. uh, there's John Connor, there's Christian Bale. Uh-huh. However, when Christian Bale signs on, I don't know if it's he signed on with the purpose of uh, expanding the role... Or if someone looks and says, we have Christian Bale on in the movie. They certainly, they certainly didn't do any of that for Thor, Love, and Thunder. I know, but like, here's what I'm saying, though. Uh, 
like movie gets rewritten uh, by Jonathan Nolan, uh, gets brought in to like uh, expand the role, all that. So Christian Bale, or not Christian Bale, but John Connor goes from cameo at the end of the movie to uh, the half of the movie, and like John Connor was half of that movie, give or take, yeah. I don't remember that movie well enough then. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like Christian Bale like brought that level of change with him. Mm-hmm. Like, because... Sure, that's kind of what I mean, where he has a lot of the qualities of Tom Cruise, but Tom Cruise has many more qualities, where Christian Bale isn't, isn't like pushing the script forward. He might be pushing his part forward, but he's not yep. pushing the script. Yep. He's not doing his own stunts. He's not saying, this isn't cool enough. I, we need to. We all need to do better. Yep. Um, there's this. There's that one clip of, of Christian Bale yelling at, at the cast. The lighting guy. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's that clip of Tom Cruise yelling at the cast. That was the crew. Yeah. And yep. And it's very different. One is Christian Bale being insane. The other is Tom Cruise trying to instill into his cast the severity and importance of fucking up on the set yeah. during COVID. Well, it, it wasn't even so much the uh, of the making the movie part. It was the whole keep the bubble. Yeah. Uh, like Tom, into, Cru- Tom Cruise is worried about Hollywood as a, as a whole, the industry. Christian Bale is worried about Christian Bale. Yes, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, you're like... Like, that's a pretty accurate statement. Uh-huh. I don't know how much, like, Tom Cruise wakes up and thinking about give, Hollywood. Give or, and take, you know what I mean. But, it, the, it, it's, like, it's, I think he thinks about his own. Yeah. Like, but, like, you're right in that he thinks about it more expansively. Yeah. Like, Christian Bale is, like, like the, the the quality of the work. Let's say the quality of the work for the purpose of the conversation. Sure. Uh, like, that includes him and that includes the people around him. But, uh... Tom Cruise, on the other hand, I think... Let's take Thor, Love, and Thunder. I don't think Christian Bale is going up to Chris Hemsworth and giving him tips on how to play his role better. I don't better. think he is either. Whereas Tom Cruise, when Tom Cruise is on set, he's usually like a big role yeah. in the creation of the movie. Yep. If not the director, then an executive producer of some kind. He's definitely... Uh, he has his producer's hat on. I don't know... like. I, every film set is its own beast. Yeah. And I can only imagine, like, what, uh, like, like, imagine, like, you're in charge of telling Tom Cruise, uh, like, it's like, hey. I think Tom Cruise would be re- very receptive to that. I don't know, but, like, but, like that, that, that's one of the things. I think he would be receptive. Yeah. But I think there's a level of. I don't know like, if he would take anybody's advice, but he would, he would, he would be kind of like one of those. I, I see Tom Cruise as one of those people who would listen to and then disregard your advice, as yep. opposed to just disregarding your advice out of hand. Okay, so uh, uh, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, I think there's a level, because, uh, like, Bruce Willis had this. Bruce Willis, uh, like, supposedly, like, I've read it in different sources. Uh, he would have a point or he was going to ask you a question. Uh-huh. And if you bullshitted him, he gave you the bare minimum for the rest of the project. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, but at the same time though, the, the, like Bruce Willis was also the guy that if there was a lighting guy working behind him, he would keep his foot on the ladder so the guy didn't fall off. Sure, that which, sounds like Bruce Willis. What? Yeah, that, like that sounds 
Which, uh, uh, did you hear about Bruce Willis recently and all that? Uh, the dementia stuff? Yeah. People have been talking about that for a lot longer than the, the announcement. Like, I knew... Uh, what was that Red Letter Media thing, what, episode where they were talking about that last Bruce Willis movie he, that he was in? Where, like, 80% of his movies are ADR, or his lines are ADR, and he kind of, like, looks confused in a lot of the scenes. And a lot of the scenes look reworked. Do you think Red Letter Media is the reason why they put out the, the retirement? No. I think that he was all... I think that he was just putting on a, uh, an act. Not... I'm sure... He was, I think that he was just trying to stretch it out as for as long as possible mm-hmm. to, and doing any movie that he could to build up the inheritance. All right. But the, it, it sucks. I mean. Yeah. No, no, the, well, at he didn't die. Do you want to end it on Mario? I mean, yeah, sure. I don't think we should end it on Mario. But, yeah. I don't think we should end it on Mario, but like uh, we'll, we'll get into some other tangent. Uh, yeah. So, so Mario, I, which I still haven't seen. Okay, Mario is a kids' movie. Sure. In the sense that it's very light. However, like there's like the let's preface this. How to Train Your Dragon is a kids' movie. Yep. Kung Fu Panda is a kids' movie. Yep. Toy Story is a kids' movie. Mm-hmm. So Mario is a kids' movie. It doesn't have the, the like the uh, overtones that say like a Zootopia has. I see Zootopia. Okay, I'm trying to think of like the, what's another one that I named a bunch. <laughs> it's sort of. It's not as in depth as a uh, Kung Fu Panda or like it's. Uh, kind of on the level of How to Train Your Dragon like in the sense that like How to Train Your Dragon uh, actually it's is very well written it's very well written but what I'm saying though is um, like uh, I'm trying what's the right word for it it's like like it's not talking like the Mario movie isn't talking about bigger issues than uh, alright I'm in this strange world this strange person I'm here to save the day but I'm not trying to save the day. I'm trying to find my brother, because uh, Mario and Luigi get transported to uh, the, the Mushroom Kingdom. Mushroom Kingdom, which is also shared by the Kong Kingdom and uh, Bowser's uh, Dark Lands. I think they call it that world altogether. Mm-hmm. Nintendo World. Let's call it sure. Nintendo World. Uh, so uh, Mario and Luigi get transported to the Nintendo World, and. The movie itself is great about like discovering itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that each element is presented is fun, and uh, Jack Black steals the show completely as Bowser. I've heard that. Uh, the Chris Pine, or not Chris Pine, Chris Pratt. Pratt. The, the other Chris P. Uh, the Chris, the Chris Quartet. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Chris Pratt as Mario. Uh, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like the, the Charlie Day is better though as Luigi, even though Luigi doesn't have as uh, much to do. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the animation is solid. Uh, like there's a lot of nods. There's a lot of uh, references. I heard, but it's not nostalgia. No, 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 I haven't seen this movie. No. Yes, that's no. wrong. 
Okay, here's what I'm telling you though. Uh, like, like there's, uh, like there's some movies that like just choke you out with nostalgia. Okay. Like, uh, do you like you know the DC movies that have been coming out for the past, uh, like between the trailers and the movies. Yeah. Uh, like, like to me, choking on nostalgia is included into. Um, uh, uh, like Wonder Woman shows up as a cameo. It's like for no reason. Dun, 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 you hear her. They have floating blocks. They have all the powers. They have Rainbow Road. Yeah, but that's the world. They have Smash. That, that's the they world. They have Donkey Kong. That is the they, world. Yes. So. That's the mechanics of the N- Nintendo world. Yes. But that's not the nostalgia of it. All of it is nostalgia. Yes, but I'm, that's Mario what I'm... is nostalgia. Every character is nostalgia. Yeah, no. But it's not wallowing in it. Every ounce of this movie, aside from the '80s music, is nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But it, like the even the soundtrack that which uses a lot of the the, the game soundtrack stuff uh-huh. works it in, and it's pretty damn good. Sure, more like, nostalgia. But it's not. It's uh, there's a difference between like reference material and nostalgia, like for the nostalgia's sake. Like I'm I'm trying to Rainbow t- Road. Yeah. There's a reason it's in there. No, there's a reason they could include it. Yeah. They made a reason to include it. Can you cut Rainbow Road? Can they physically get somewhere in the movie? They, yeah, they just have to find the right pipe. Shoot. Shoot. No, could they physically walk or drive somewhere, not on a Mario Kart? I don't think they could uh, walk or drive because I think no, the no. world is presented as islands. Sure, then they could take a boat. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like the Rainbow, the whole Mario Kart course can be cut. Therefore, it is needless nostalgia. I don't think it's... I don't know about needless. What plot relevance does the Rainbow Road have? Uh, it's a... Plot relevance. Plot relevance? Aside from they need to use it to get to the place for no reason. Like the, the not the purpose of the story, but the purpose of the movie, which would be like they needed uh, another battle scene. So the battle on Rainbow Road. No, they don't. No, then that means it's it's superfluous. If they just needed another battle scene and therefore generated a battle scene, it's not. Then it's, it's not, not needed. It's not a superfluous battle scene, but it's. Is the battle scene plot relevant? Does plot yes. happen? Yes, plot happens. Can plot happen outside plot of Rainbow thin. Road? I'm not gonna, that's, no, no, no. That's, that's my issue with the movie. I, I've heard this from literally every single person that I've heard talk about this movie. Okay. The plot is either described as non-existent or the thinnest it, could ever, it, it has it, ever been. That. So what I'm saying is that everything in this movie is nostalgia. It is dripping with nostalgia. Rainbow Road is there just for nostalgia. It doesn't have the nostalgia that... Like, I'm used to, like, because I'm seeing... I don't think another movie could possibly have more nostalgia than Mario. Uh, wait for The Flash come, to come out later this summer. No. You know why? Why? Because they're taking, like, a multiverse approach. And? They're, they're bringing back Michael Keaton as Batman. And? Uh, like, when you hear, when when you see... Like the, the, the little, literal grass Watch in, the trailer on, for The Flash. I have seen it. The little, the grass in The Flash yeah. is not nostalgia. The grass in Mario is nostalgia. Yeah, but that's... The dirt in Mario is nostalgia. Everything in Mario is nostalgia. Several characters are voiced by the actual Mario voice actor. Yeah. 
they're playing Jump Man well, that was, that in the arcade at some that point. Was, that's that's the Donkey Kong game. Yes, yeah, that's in there. They're, everything in the Mario uh, universe, like in the, the, in the in the Mushroom Kingdom universe, mm-hmm. is dripping in nostalgia. I don't think it's physically possible to cram more nostalgia into a movie. Mm, I disagree with you there, just because of like, like, because the movie isn't using the. Like the, like the original game or any one particular game, it's using the entirety of yeah. Like uh, it's a mix. Like are you the, saying it's using the multiverse of Mario games? No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like it's it's presenting you the world uh-huh. of Nintendo World. Yeah. Like short of like like there's no like Street Fighter references in there. There's no. I didn't say it was nostalgic for Street Fighter. I know, but that's what I'm saying though. It's like it's nostalgic for. Uh, it's a lot of references to Nintendo. Uh-huh. Like, there's no nostalgia to the 1993 movie, I'll tell you that right now. Sure. Like, they were smart to, like, not even, like, they don't even mention that thing. Like, I, like there's... I think I heard somebody mention something that was a reference to that movie. There, it might be small. It, it might be small, it might be in there, but in turn, like, maybe there's an actor, uh, that, uh, crosses over with it, but, uh... I don't know. But as far as, uh... It's not like nostalgia in the sense of, hey, remember this? Like, uh, if you don't remember this, it's not self-referential. Half the movie doesn't make doesn't make any sense. What do you mean not self-referential? What does that mean? Like the movie tells you, hey, like we're being nostalgia for nostalgia's sake right now. Is that's Rainbow Road? No, like. What version of... Oh, oh, this is only what I know from the trailers. Yep. There's probably more. <laughs> Rainbow Road it doesn't, isn't necessary for the plot to continue. Mm-hmm. It's there strictly for fan service. I'm not saying any of this is bad, either. I want to make that clear. It just is. <laughs> I think the people that made the movie... So, Illumination? Yeah. Okay. I think they, uh, A, they stuck to their strengths, and, like, like they realized we're adapting, like, like, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, like, I heard one person claim that, was like, how come Mario wasn't a doctor? I was like, <laughs> like, you really wanted them to put a Dr. Mario reference in there, or, like, have it just be, like, that kind of craziness? I think it would be funny if they had they have that one trailer that's a, tra- a commercial for their their business mm-hmm. uh, I think it would have been funny if there was another commercial where he was like the pipe doctor <laughs> or Dr. Mario <laughs> or he, like they're just ripping off like a Tetris sort of deal no that's no no the... like like he had another commercial for, mm-hmm. for the business for his plumbing business yep where he was like the doctor plumber yep that would be funny, and he showed up as Doctor Mario. Doctor Mario, <laughs> actually, that, that that would that would be nice. But the 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 I don't know. Like it's just like I, like when um, like with the DC movies in particular. Like I've I've been noticing like a nostalgia trend. Uh huh. And like I'm really like getting a little annoyed with like the um, it's like. Uh, all right, Justice League, the Joss uh, Whedon version. 
Yeah. Like Batman in the Batmobile, like uh, driving towards uh, or driving everybody, like leading on a chase or something, or being a diversion. Like they had like the the animated series uh, theme from Danny Elfman. Hmm. That is like the level of like fan service that doesn't really fit. Like like they just shoehorned it in there. Like. That doesn't feel very shoehorned. Yeah, that felt shoehorned to me. So why? Because you didn't need to put that theme in there. You didn't have to. Cause... Yeah, but it's Batman doing a Batman thing, and you play Batman music. That makes perfect sense to me. It it's does? nostalgic. I don't think it's shoehorned. But the okay, because like. Uh... Well, is it start from like the bum 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 bum, or does it start? Where does it start in the theme? I think that second part that you referenced. That makes sense then. That's totally fine. I don't see that being. I can't see that being shoehorned. I didn't see the movie, by the way. Yeah, you did. We t- we've had many conversations we, about. We have, this. and that's all from meta knowledge. Oh boy. Okay. So the. Uh, thing I will mention though is like uh, uh, I, f- I forget uh, who it was but like there was an X-Men reference in a Marvel thing recently and they had like the X-Men 93 cartoon uh, theme song play in what? I don't know like it was, it was one of those things that I saw I thought about it and I was like no like be, be original like like don't be like original. The, it's a Marvel movie. I, I know, but like, like bring something new to the table. Don't. It's a Marvel movie. Like all the new stuff sucks. Yes, but the, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, like keep at it. Like if you just give me like the same, I don't want uh, the same. I want them to give me old. Give I, me old. I it was good when it was old. Like I want. They keep giving me new, and it's terrible. I want good new. Like, I know I'm disappointed. Sure, everybody wants good new, but you, you look at Marvel. Look at Marvel now. Everything that's new is terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, even... Uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see what the... Because they've been adapting uh, the comic stuff from the more, the more contemporary stuff. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, like, say, like the 60s or the 50s versions of the character. Or not the 50s. Well, there are 50s versions. Nah, Marvel was the 60s. You're thinking of Timely. Before, it was like Seagate or like uh, Atlas or something. Marvel was one of those ones where Marvel became Marvel in the 60s. Well, sure, all right. But like, there's things that predate Marvel in the current uh, scheme, but like for purposes of the conversation, like like we got, we're getting uh, characters that like don't have like as rich a history because it's a shorter history. Who are you referring to when you mean when you say uh, that? Okay, compare like Iron Man to uh, Kamala Khan's uh, Ms. Marvel. Sure. Or um, fucking Marvel trailer. Marvels. I haven't trailer. seen it. The trailer. Uh, it's not. I mean. I know, but I haven't yeah. seen it. It's not that I refuse to watch it. Right. right I refuse right. to watch any trailer now. No, it's fine. Because like. The, the, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. Well, the trailers well, spoil too much for me. Exactly. Like. Like, uh, I'm tired of, like, getting, like, uh, uh, 20% of the last act, like, maybe a couple of scenes here and there, and, like, all the good stuff in between. The trailer I just saw recently, kind of, like, inner, inner, like, what was, what's the word? Um, the trailer I saw recently, um, inadvertently, 
is uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Comes out next month. Say what now, too? Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. But that's a video game trailer, isn't it? It is. I, I just like, saw it I, recently. I feel like a video game trailer is harder to spoil everything than... Depends on the type of game. If but, it's a trailer for Smash, then it's not going to spoil anything for who's in it. Mm -hmm. If it's a trailer for The Last of Us 3... Is that a thing that's happening? No. Well, not yet. Probably not ever. What happens first, Last of Us Part 3 or um, uh, Half-Life 3? Well, I mean, there's there's a, there's a talk about a Half-Life TV show. I would kind of watch that. Yeah, I would watch it. Well, Depends it, who makes it. Are we in the golden age of video game no. uh, adaptations? We are we are entering the dark age How so? because it's going to suck. Are we past the golden age already? Of video game movies? Because we've had uh, like the past couple of years really good video game adaptations for because like I'm thinking about the, all the ones that we've had that are good. Um, off the top of my head, Arcane. Arcane. That's, oh, I always forget that's a video game adaptation. Yeah, yeah because that's no, good. Because League of Legends, like, is, <laughs> yeah, is not is not what Arcane is. I mean, but it is, but it's yeah, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, season one of Last of Us was okay. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was well made. I mean, it ruined a lot of its um, pacing mm -hmm. by having several episodes not focus on on Joel and Ellie yep. like, in its entirety. There are entire episodes. They're just mini stories yep. that don't need to be like the the uh, Frank didn't need his whole episode. The whole episode. The episode was fine. I think. That, I think but that, they could have spent that time focusing on Joel and Ellie, which would make the payoff at the end better. Yeah. Because what the biggest complaint I have heard is that they didn't have enough setup for Joel and Ellie's relationship. Mm-hmm. I think because like the the whole story takes place over several months, I think they just like uh, put like let people believe or whatever that it just happened in the in between. Mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like like they did a serviceable enough job uh, building up the characters. There was a lot of good stuff in the. Last now I never the played the games, so I can't tell I've you. I've never personally played the games, but I've seen the story ten ways from Sunday. Okay. Did they kill Ellie in the second game, or...? No, in the second game, Ellie fights, um... Abby? Abby. Yeah, is Joel in the second game? Or is he... A little bit. Like, is he, like he survives he gets the first killed, game. He gets killed by Abby really unceremoniously. Uh, you think they're going to change that? No. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So people... Everyone's like, oh, the first season of... of, of the Last of Us is very divisive because there's people who are like, as a show, for what we have right now, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. But everybody knows where it's going. I don't think it's going that way. Neil Druckmann wrote it. I know, and like I've, you've made your uh, like uh, case against people him. People are before. very patiently waiting to see what season two of Last of Us gives us. Yeah because if it gives us Zebra Jesus, then it's going to suck. Okay, all right. Well, because like uh, video game movies and TV shows, like we've had some bad ones the past couple of years. Like, yeah. Defense of the Agents, that, that one. It, Was like, there a show for Dota? Yep, it, it had three seasons. What? 
and I'm telling you right now. How have I never heard of this? It wasn't that good. What, what was it on? Netflix. Jeez. But here's what I'm going to say, though. Uh, the action is great. All right. The is it had the art style of, of Dota? I couldn't tell you. I, I never. I, 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 too, I never. I never played Defense of the Agents. Uh, the story is very fucking hard to follow because it's uh, there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of things going on, um, and then it throws you a curveball in season three where it's like uh, it's like an else world that they have to get back and fix things, which I can't put. I can't. I can't. Uh, I, I kind of knew the plot of 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 the plot. I kind of knew the lore of of League going into Arcane. Yeah. I don't know jack shit about the the lore of Dota. Okay. So. Then uh, we got Castlevania, which was that one. Was right. Good. So that was good for a season. Which season? The first season. Did you watch season three? I didn't get through season two. Watch season three. No. Watch season three. I'm not gonna. You're lost. No. You're lost. It's no. I know plenty about season three. Are you hearing about it or are you experiencing? No, it? I heard about it. I heard enough about it. Yeah, it was good. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No. Mm-hmm. Season two wasn't even good. Season two was... I watched half of season two. Okay, here's what, uh, the story behind season two. Uh, the Castle... story behind season two is pretty obvious. It's that the season one was four episodes. Season two was eight episodes. And I can see a world in which originally it was four episodes stretched into eight. I- I'll do you one better. It was supposed to be three movies. Okay. Which four episodes? Uh, season one, basically a movie. Season four or se- se- uh, season one was four episodes. That was supposed to be one movie. It was one movie treatment brought into being episodes. Yeah. So then they took the or treatment for the first two movies, the, the remaining two movies, and turned it into season two. Uh huh. So I had people who were vehemently advocating and getting very angry that I was shit talking season two, who by season three. Or like this is garbage. Uh, I, season three was pretty awesome. I don't, um, I, I don't know what their complaint was. Everybody I've talked to, who isn't just a tasteless Obi Wan Kenobi watcher, says th- three is garbage. What was their main complaint? Uh main complaint? There's eight episodes, and I don't think there's anything positive in all you know, that I've heard from any of them. But one of the main things that I remember hearing about is the completely useless episode with Al- uh, Alucard mm-hmm. and, and the twins yep. that everybody hated. Um, and then there's uh, the, the the one girl that I was talking about who, who was making I was making very angry by saying season two was bad. Yeah. Who then went on to say season three is garbage. Mm-hmm. Has a lot of complaints that I just kind of I didn't see season any of season three, so I just kind of. Don't, didn't, I didn't store that information. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, problem with, uh, but I liked season one season when it was four episodes, and I got as far as I could in season two before I was just bored to tears. Mm-hmm. The, problem, the problem with uh, season three is that it's very disjointed in that it has multiple fronts going on. However, they do sort of tie all together a little bit. Not all of them. Doesn't that one Alucard episode literally have no impact? Yep, because that's he, he, his story is the weakest part of season three. All right, like it's it's like uh, they had nothing else to do with him. So like it, it deals with like like loneliness and all that stuff. 
which has no payoff for the the following season. Okay. Now I'm not saying that. Uh, you mean you mean I'm, the following episodes of the season? No, the because there is no follow. There's no season four. Yes, there is. Is there a season four? Yep. It was four seasons. I don't remember there being four. Okay. As someone who's watched the series, I can tell you that there was four all right, seasons. All right, all right. Well, I mean, I just don't remember ever hearing about four. There was uh, seasons one and two were 12 episodes, and then I think it was either six, episodes. It was either 16 or 10 or 20 for seasons uh, three and four. So it was okay. either eight and eight or it was 10 and 10. I forget what it was offhand. However, uh, the season three brings you like uh, uh, the, the vampire uh, sister wives, and it brings you... Um, uh, the not, not Henry, uh, fucking the thief, the who, the thief, not the thief, the 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 other acolyte of Dracula, the other human general, not uh, but I don't, I don't either know. way, like it bring gives you like his wait, you mean the, the the necromancer guy? Yes, got it. Like gives you his story of like changing his perspective. He starts out. Like I'm now, mind you, I, I'm biased because I'm a fan of the writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's the writer? Warren Ellis. Oh. And like, there's a lot of Warren Ellis isms in there. Uh, it's like fast talking, like tough women or whatever. Like, I saw, I saw most, uh, all of season one and most of season two. I, I don't understand how how it goes. Oh well, the but, the writing, I mean. But anyway, the but the for the purpose. Did, did Warren Ellis do Punisher Max? No. It was Garth Ennis, right? Garth Ennis and... I'm trying to remember uh, what Warren Ellis thing I've read. Planetary. There could be uh, Transmetropolitan. That. Transmetropolitan. Uh, he did uh, a lot of really good uh, like work for hire stuff. He did uh, The Authority uh, at one point. Uh, I, I, think, I, think he, I think he was the original writer on The Authority before Mark Miller took over. Mark Miller or Mark Millar? His name is spelled Millar, however, like he's been on record saying it's Miller. But the, I know what you mean. I say Miller just because, like, that's the way that he says it. So, mm. the. Uh, trying to think what else Warren Ellis did. Um, got canceled for a while, but before that, he did a. Ah, uh, that's a complicated one. Anyway, video game properties. Um. I foresee the NCU, the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. I don't. Totally possible. No, bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially seeing as it's the number one biggest anim- fucking movie ever, animated movie of all time. Yeah, not even video game movie, animated movie. Yeah. Um, I don't. And if- my prediction is next movie they make, Mario Two. Mm-hmm. Then Donkey Kong. No. Okay. Zelda. Ooh. I'll give them credit on this I, one. I, I think they'll wrap Donkey Kong into Mario. Mm-hmm. Well, Mario... Here, here's what I would think Donkey would happen. Donkey Kong can spin out of Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I think would happen. Mario, yep. the success of Mario leads into Mario 2, yep. while on the back burner they start Zelda. Mario 2, based on how much Donkey Kong is in it, would mean a Donkey Kong movie fourth? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Um... But, um, but I'll say this. I don't see. So, so that's as far as I can predict. But Mario 2 
if they don't step up their game in the writing, mm-hmm. I don't see them stepping up their game for the writing in Zelda, which is way more important. Uh, yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, I'll say this, though. If like all the future sequels we get are the same... like, Like... If you get the same feels of Discovery, which, by the way, if, like speaking of Donkey Kong, off the top of my head, I don't know if Nintendo owns the the Rare uh, characters. Well, somebody owns Rare. I know, but... I think it's Microsoft still. I know, but here's what I'm saying. like, Because I, I know that... Did Rare do it work for hire? Like, uh, for... Because, like, cause, like, Diddy Kong and... Uh, um, Diddy... Uh, Let's look at Daisy. it this way. Let's look at it this way. Donkey Kong is in the movie now. Yep. They have some right to make a Donkey Kong yep. in the movie. Mm-hmm. They have. They, they only need to continue having that right. Like is King K. Rule in uh, Smash or? He is. Uh, I think Nintendo owns it then, or they have a deal set up where like they own they can use the characters. I don't... Yeah, well, they have Donkey Kong for Smash. Yeah. They have K. Rule for Smash. They came out with um, Tropical Freeze not too long ago. Was it the last Donkey Kong game? Yes. Was that a rare game? I don't think it was. And they have the rights to put him in a movie as a pretty big supporting character. And Seth Rogen was pretty good as Donkey Kong. I've heard very mixed things on Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong. It goes from neutral to not neutral. (sighs) (laughs) Like, uh, okay. Uh... The, but what I'm saying is that okay. I think they have a, I think they have, they can make Donkey Kong movie. Yep. No problem. Okay. Aside from Zelda, Donkey Kong, and Mario, there, a lot of people are saying Star Fox. Yes. Thank you. I would go Metroid. See, a lot of people say Metroid, and they are immediately rebuffed with Metroid as one of their lowest selling games. Yeah, but think about. Metroid is such a niche Nintendo game that, like, uh, I forget the exact numbers, but, like, Metroid Dread was the best-selling Metroid game ever. Yep. And it's, like, a, less than a quarter of the last, the last Mario game. Mm-hmm. But here's what, here's what I'll, I'll say this. If Nintendo wants to diversify their offerings for movies... Which would be easy... Very easy because they have so many different properties that you could have different levels of maturity involved. Yeah, you got your 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 alien uh, aliens in um, Metroid. Yep. You got Star Fox, Tom Cruise on to help make a Star Fox movie. <laughs> um, well, you do you can do whatever you want. Well, let, let's say uh, like I'm not saying Metroid would be this level, but. Suppose, like, they took it as seriously as John Favreau took Iron Man. That's like, okay, we're going to have as practical as possible, like, with the suit. But it's going to be a lot of green screen, and, like, we're going to have a lot of puppets that we're going to shoot up or whatever. Oh, you think they're going to make a live-action Metroid movie? I'm I'm saying that... I think that's a mistake. I think it is a mistake. However, like, if they don't want to do a kid's movie, like, there's Metroid... There's... I mean, if you don't want to do a kids movie, Metroid's a really good uh, uh, movie to do yeah. because so few kids know Metroid. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, Metroid is like a, an action movie that they could make. It's a horror movie they can make. Yeah. It's a space bounty hunter movie they can make. 
I think I think aliens is a really good analogy. Like very very um, yes. Like the mother brain, Ridley, like the yeah. like the other like the, the Metroid on NES only had three bosses. Like it was a lot of puzzles. I was a lot of going over here to get this to solve that issue of getting around. Uh huh. But then it was also. I mean, it's it's where Metroidvania comes from. Yes. <laughs> and uh, all right, I gotta uh, hit the head real quick because I've been. Real quick, it. did you hear about the Harry Potter show? Yep. What do you think of that? It depends how they're gonna do it, because if they're just doing um, the books page for page. I mean, they one still book can't is do one a season. Page page. It is one, one, one book. That is confirmed. They're bought seven seasons. Yes. Um, I think that it could do very well. I think it do. It's it did well as a book. Did well with the movies the first time, and even though the been, movies are very bad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It like it has a very low bar to clear. Plus could, the plus the whole Hogwarts legacy thing proved that people are starved for Harry Potter. Not not. Fantastic Beasts. Yep. Harry Potter. Exactly. So, um, but here's the other thing. I'm I'm kind of hoping they do it the way that um, the first several seasons of Game of Thrones was done. Yeah. Because if you told me David and David are doing it, I would be happy to see that. You know why? Because the books are finished. The, because the books are finished. <laughs> and like they're like, hey, we need some extra content in here. How about we have some of these other students their lives and we just expand on the issues just a little bit so but i think i think david and david's career have been thoroughly ruined enough that they've learned their lesson plus you've got uh jk rowling very and going to be very involved in the show you know what i saw that made me laugh was that they didn't say jk rowling they said joanne rowling they were like oh, that's her name isn't it yes but they were trying to do it as a curveball it's like joanne rowling and uh Warner brothers have decided it was like who is this Joanne Rowling? Like, are you just trying to avoid the the hot button issue of J.K. Rowling? Maybe, they, maybe they want the search results to not be uh, to get fucked up. All right, I'm pausing this here uh, for a second uh, because I am about to explode. Mm. Just to f flesh out the conversation of Smash, because uh -huh. let's assume those are all the first-party Nintendo properties, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not all. Not all. Like I know Solid Snake is in there, and uh, Cloud. Cloud. Banjo Kazooie. Yep. Okay. Banjo Kazooie's in there Banjo -Kazooie's too. Banjo Kazooie's in there. It's pretty OP. Steve from Minecraft. Okay. All right. So, like, uh, what? What was the last Smash that had pretty much all Nintendos? Just Smash 1, or... Uh, was there anybody in Melee? I don't think there was anybody in Melee who was, like, was, was not... Was Solid Snake in, in there, or...? Not in Melee. Well, I'm trying to remember, because like, Melee was the GameCube version, wasn't it? Yeah. So... And then there was Brawl. I don't... Brawl was the Wii. What was the Wii U version of Smash? 4. I know, but what was the name of it? Smash U. Oh, that's all it was? Okay. Smash for Wii U. It was... It was called Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, Smash so, Four. Uh, well, uh, wait, let's look up. Uh, it's like because I'm sure there's going to be one that like I, I'm I not. Can, I can look up the, the roster for uh, for. Uh, I'm going to look up the, Smash, the, the roster for Brawl because I'm pretty sure Cloud started in four. So Brawl is the one I don't remember. Okay, because 
like uh let's say kid icarus like that that's a nintendo property i mean as far as i know uh the i'm not saying like they're gonna make a kid icarus movie but i i, I highly doubt it but let's say like like they were like hey you know what like if we were to make a small tv show a tv show for kid icarus uh like think about it like the the whole point of a cartoon show is to advertise and to get other ki- get the audience to know who the uh, character is. Like uh, when they did, because um, that's what uh, '80s cartoons were. G.I. Yeah. Joe, Transformers, they were cartoons. Like the whole point of the cartoon was to sell the toys. Yeah. Like they were a toy company making cartoons. Uh, well, I, I can I can well Snake and Sonic are the last two characters on the on the list for uh, Brawl. Okay, so uh, I knew Solid Snake was in one of them. So, so I think um, Melee is probably the last game to have only Nintendo characters. Okay. because uh, like, well, while we're talking about Sonic, I'm not saying the movies are, are particularly great. I think it's hilarious though the. the the dichotomy between the Mario movie and the Sonic movie and the Mario games and the Sonic games. Yep. It's, it, there's no surprise here. Okay. <laughs> Sonic got as much as I thought it would based on the games. Mm-hmm. Mario got as much as I thought it would in comparison to Sonic. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> but the Sonic movie, like... <sighs> movies. It does what... A lot of like. Which one are you talking about? Either of them. Okay, I didn't see the second. It's like take the characters, put them in in our world, and then just have it like go from there. Which, by the way, I'll I'll say this: Jim Carrey is awesome in those movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has one of my favorite scenes in a Jim Carrey movie, uh, which is like uh, it's like Jim Carrey in front of like a like a projector screen. Like fake skiing and like being like trying to be evil. Then his assistant shows up with a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and then he's like, ah. "He's like, I have your coffee." It's like, it's like, like angrily tells him, "It's perfect." It's like, uh, like, like it's. Uh, I think I remember that. It's the first one, right? Yeah. It, it, like I said, it's just a. It has one of my favorite Jim Carrey scenes. Because like, like I, I don't know if Jim Carrey thought of that or like they were like, "Hey Jim, you want to try this?" That's probably a Jim Carrey thing. Uh, you know what? I don't know. Like, there are so many times that you think it's one thing and then it turns out to be the other. So, like, I like to think that, uh, that like, somebody was smart enough to be like, "Hey, Jim, you want to try this?" No, I think I think that when you have like your Harrison Fords and you have your Jim Carries and you have your your comedic historical figures. Yep. Not Harrison Ford, but I was gonna say uh, your ad lib actors, the a- actors who are, are known for ad libbing and have been in the industry so long that you defer to them. What do you put Harrison Ford in our previous conversation about uh, uh, a movie star? Movie star, like his ranking, because he's got some heavy he is hitters. He's a huge movie star. He is also very old, so I think his draw is down, mm-hmm. but none of his fame has gone away. Because uh, people are mostly concerned now, because every time he makes a movie, he hurts himself. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is the... I was watching Anchorman 2 the other night. I don't... It's more of an anti-draw at this point. Because in the for, for Dial of Destiny, people are upset yeah. at seeing him in that. Because, A, he shouldn't be acting. That's, that's a lesser reason. But, B, they just... 
they're not going to do him justice. They're not going to respect him as an actor or a character. I don't so know. So people see him in Dial of Destiny, and they're like, no. James Mangold is directing that one. All right. Okay. He's a really good director. This is going to be a shit movie. Possibly. But Definitely. it can't be any worse than Crystal Skull. No, it can. It can absolutely be worse because it has Phoebe Waller, whatever, just replacing Indiana Jones throughout history. Who's Phoebe Waller again? The goddaughter. The girl in the trailer. I, 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 I haven't seen the trailer, so I couldn't tell you. So she plays his goddaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and she takes over the movie. <sighs> they tried People, that. No, they, leaks. Leaks have confirmed a lot of this. I believe it. Like, listen, like, they, they want Indiana Jones to continue, but they don't want... Uh, they, they, they don't want to have to replace Harrison Ford because they tried that. They're replacing Harrison Ford. With Phoebe Waller-Cates? Yeah. Okay. Um, they, they're, liter- they're replacing him throughout history because it's a time travel movie. <sighs> All right. Uh, it's a movie called Indiana Jones. What's Indiana Jones 6 going to be? Not Indiana Jones. Like they're You're gonna, gonna call it Indiana Jones, where Indiana Jones is written out of history. Mm. It's it's just that's what you want. That's what you. That's that's the kind of anti-star power mm-hmm. uh, that you, you can have for for your movie, where people are they don't want to go see you shoot Old Yeller. Oh, okay. So, all right. I don't know. It's. Mm. I'll put it to you this way: if it's as bad as or worse than uh, the Crystal Skull, Crystal Skull's pretty bad. But here's what I'm going to say. However, here's what I'm going to say though: Crystal Skull was so bad. He's also not married. In. He what gets married at the end of Crystal Skull. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna say. Crystal Skull was so bad mm-hmm. that it just like, like, completely like, made me appreciate the first three movies so much more. Yeah. So, like, I already have it installed in me that if, instilled. Yeah, pretty much same same difference no. for the purpose of what I'm about to say. It was uh, not installed into you. Like. The, it was instilled into you. The 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 <laughs> fact that I have the first three movies, and I don't have to acknowledge, like I know it's there, but it's like, like you know, people pretend that Crystal Skull doesn't exist, but this is gonna be like the prequel movies of Indiana Jones, where <laughs> we look back at Crystal Skull and we're like, well, it was bad, but it wasn't this bad. The CG, the CG in this new movie, of young Indy. Mm-hmm. Who's done done it the best? Who's done young? Not, like uh, de aging, because like who's done de aging the best? Because like I th- I'm gonna throw one out there and like let me know what you think. Mm-hmm. Tron Legacy. Young Jeff Bridges in that. I didn't see Tron Legacy. God damn it! <laughs> it's not a good, not a great movie. It's a good movie. Mm. Like there's like uh, Red Letter Media kind of said it perfectly. There's no perfect Tron movie. <laughs> like, like, uh, like they all have like their issues. That's a, it's, it's, it's a very funny thing to say. 
Yeah. There's no perfect Tron movie. Yeah. What about Tron? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> because I, I, like certain things about Tron didn't age well. No. And then uh, then you have Tron Legacy, which like uh, the the soundtrack is perfect. The casting is like decent enough. The story I, I, is kind of weak. I want to see Tron Legacy. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I will eventually. It's on my list. Speaking of lists, yeah, I made headway on my list. Which one? Uh, well, I saw Naked Lunch. Okay. That was on my list. If you're up to the 80s, I think you're uh, way behind. Um, what was it that I was that was on my list that I saw? It was, oh, Everything Everywhere All At Once. I watched that over, oh, over Easter. I like it. It was really good. Okay, because the, the, the greatest meme I saw about that one is that... Um, like that movie and a couple others that I can't remember off the top of my head. It's like, uh, is this a new uh, genre of fantasy where like, like, uh, like Asian parents just apologize uh, at the end? For <laughs> I think Turning Red was in there. Uh, Turning Red is a mess. I, you know what? I, I, uh, Literature Devil did a really good video on the, the narrative uh, issues of Turning Red mm -hmm. because it has the main... Uh, I don't remember it too well, but it has the main protagonist ex uh, extolling all these really terrible values and then being... Uh, instead of instead of recognizing that those values were bad mm -hmm. because they're self-destructive and, and you know, bad... Mm -hmm. Uh, the mother comes around to her daughter's uh, way of thinking. So it's really about the mom. The narrative arc is the mom's. Mm -hmm. Because the daughter doesn't really grow any in the movie. At a certain point, you stop watching like uh, for yourself these kinds of movies. However, because I have two young nieces, uh -huh. like I'll be around, like Turning Red or uh, I would Frozen. Or, I wouldn't show any children Turning Red. That is not a kids movie. It is meant for kids because it's, it's meant for kids. But so are so are, so are pedophiles. So yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know how to delete things. So I'm really hoping that, like, uh, I hope no one's listening to this point. We're just going to move past that one. But, it's uh, indefallible logic. But the, no, like, uh, Garbage Pail Kids was for kids. At oh, one sure, point. sure. That would have been uh, what came to mind for me. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but the, uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, kids' movies, like, I think have, Kids' movies don't deserve a break for being for, for not being quality. There are so many amazing quality kids' movies. Yep. That being a bad kids' movie mm -hmm. doesn't get a pass. You know what? Like I think people are. I think society ha like kind of made a decision or tried to make a decision. I think like it's showing up in the movies. Like uh, like the, they don't want the struggle anymore. They don't want. Uh, like I was talking, uh, to, not talking to, but someone was pointing out that uh, uh, Cinderella. Okay. Dead mom. 
So you have like the good and the the bad uh, mother figures afterwards. Uh huh. You have the fairy godmother who's the good mother figure, and then you had this evil stepmom. Yeah. And then you you kind of see that uh, in other uh, fairy tales too, but the like 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 that like the the trope of it or like the. Like, Cinderella probably did a good job the first time around, and then there was also probably somebody else that kind of did the same thing, but took it a little couple steps further. I think I can boil it down to, I think I know where you're going, but I think I can boil it down to much more foundational mm -hmm. um, analogy. Movies today aren't so interested in overcoming adversity as they are self-validation. That, that right there. Because uh, when was the last time you had a kid's movie with a great villain? Oh, uh, well, I, off the top of my head, Kung Fu Pan is a great has a great villain with Tai Lung. Um, there's not. I wouldn't say that the the villain in How to Train Your Dragon is a great villain because it's it's it, more it, of an interpersonal story, and yep. the villain is the big dragon who has no characterization. Exactly. Um, but it's still it's still there's no. It does, I just gonna say it doesn't have a villain. Um, and the sequels, like I didn't see the third I, one. I don't but... like the sequels. The second one is 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 mid as mid can be, mm -hmm. because the way I described it when I saw it was, How to Train Your Dragon has like the lows and it has the high peaks and then the, the, it has many it has many climaxes of emotion during during the movie that lead to the climax of the movie. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragon Two is a flat line. Yeah. Of I'm watching a movie. Mm -hmm. The okay, but, but the uh, for, did for, you for, watch the second Puss in Boots? The new one? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. That's a great villain. That's what I'm saying. Like I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting for like one of my nieces to like pop it in. No, just go watch it. I know, but like, uh, like I, the I have so few complaints for that movie. It's fantastic. That movie, like. I when I was I, I had my ear to the ground not for that one in particularly but like when was people are bringing it up out of the blue like that normally wouldn't discuss it yeah that's when I knew it, there was something there and I haven't seen it yet however like uh, the I've seen clips of it because I was like let me see a clip of this villain and I was not disappointed you kind of probably spoil a little bit I the one thing I saw was I saw the beginning where um, the bar not the bar but like the it was it was like a montage of the times that uh, puss died oh okay I think that's I want to say that was beginning it's beginning ish beginning ish but then I saw uh, the uh, fight between uh, like is he a wolf Yes. He's a, a, the, the, I don't think he was calling himself what he was calling himself. I don't think he really called himself anything for the first half of the movie. Yeah, I know. I think it was a big reveal that who he was. Yeah. But I'm trying to... I mean, it's not It's not hard to figure it out. But the but when uh, in the sword fight and uh, like the way... Is there the, fire in the clip that you saw? Maybe. I don't know. Like, uh, Did you see the ending of the movie? No. But like... Uh, uh, Postman Boots gets disarmed. His sword gets knocked over there. Yeah. And the villain says to him with a smile, "Yeah, pick it up." Okay, that's the beginning of the movie. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So there's the, there's more beginning of the movie before that. But, but the, uh, the the the, I would the, say, I the Western say, theme song or like the whistle. It's very Western. It's great. Yes, like that's what I'm saying. Like the 
the pomp and circumstance of the villain and then him being good at what he does. How many villains uh, do we see anymore that are just like bungling? Well, that one. Oh, oh, bungling? Yeah, how many bungling villains do we get nowadays? How many Star Wars movies are there? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, like, like. Of course, the heroes are going to win when you have like bad guys as bad as oh, what, what they was do. I, what was I hearing? Something recently. Someone. Oh, John Wick. John Wick keeps winning fights not because John Wick is good, but because everybody suddenly becomes retarded. Yep. Oh no, trust me, I'm aware of that. Like, because uh, it's still a nine point five for you. Uh, four out of five, nine point five. Those don't line up. Mm -hmm. A four out of five on a ten scale is a seven or an eight. So you're at least at the same time saying it's a seven or an eight or a nine point five. Yep. Don't stop saying that. It's not true. You're you're say, you are lying in the same sentence. Listen, all it would take in any of the John Wick movies is one good sniper, which they brought up that point in the first movie. Yeah, the first movie was good. Yes, like that's why uh, uh, if if the action wasn't so much like. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's mindless action. Like that's... I don't want mindless action. That, that's what we get, though. No, that's what we no no. We get that in other movies, and we say when we say they're bad. Yes, but like it's done so well in John Wick that I I can actually. It's done well in John Wick. Yes, not John Wick number. Two was good. No, it wasn't. Uh. Like I said, like all it would take is one sniper. It's like, hey, these guns can shoot from far away, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all it would take in any of the sequels. And I, I, I would say that the action gets worse and worse every movie. In fact, when the dude blew up the house from far away with an explosive round, uh, like that right there was probably the smartest it got. Yeah. And then uh, Rules of Worlds uh, kicked in, and then it was like, well, I guess I'll go to uh, Rome to kill your sister. Yeah. Anyway, we weren't talking about John Wick. We yep. were talking about villains. Yep. Have you seen Wakfu? Yes. Remember um, the the time guy, the Zellar. Yeah. The, what was his name? Knox. Knox. Uh, Knox is a great villain. Yep. Just Knox is a great villain as a statement. Yep. <laughs> um. But uh, no, it's really easy to make a bad villain. Well, all you have to do is just be like, I'm the bad guy. I am the antagonist. Like, I am incompetent. I uh, am, of course, the hero is going to win out just because of the, the... It's called plot armor. Yeah. Yeah. That's what plot armor is. The villain won because the, or the hero wins because the hero is supposed to win. Yep. People complain about the Mario movie. I still haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. But they complain about uh, Mario would lose. Mario would die if not for Peach kicking the star over to him. I'm trying to remember it, how it went in my head, but uh, they... But that's all wrapped up in Peach being overpowered in the movie. Peach is overpowered in the movie, but I don't think they wanted a damsel in distress. That well, you... they did, but they made it Luigi. Yes and no. Like, no, they made it Luigi. They Luigi made... is the damsel in distress. Like, uh, Luigi isn't, uh, like, in, like, Luigi's, he doesn't have much of an arc, so I, like, I can't say that, like, it... So I've, I've heard enough reviews of this, and it's so thin yeah. that like, he does have an arc. Yeah. He goes from being scared from every about everything to saving Mario. Yep. Like, it, and 
like that's the, his arc. It's like, very small. It's very small. It's very thin. Like the rest of the movie. But it's also uh, like as damsel in distress like goes. They are literally going to save him. That's like, why they went. That's the thrust of the movie. Yep. But the uh, like Mario's looking for Luigi. Like uh, the movie opens up with like uh, uh, what you saw in the trailer. Quick aside, right, right back to what we were talking about. The D and D characters. Yep. There is a DMPC in the movie. Okay, what now? So, in 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 Dungeons and Dragons, every now and then, a dungeon master will throw in a character mm-hmm. to be part of the party. That is a DM controlled PC. Okay. It's a DMPC. Dungeon master player controlled. Yep. It is well player character. Player it character. Is, <clears throat> uh, usually not a good thing. A DMPC is usually like the DM. Um, just showing up the players, mm-hmm. which happens in the movie because the NPCs are usually very powerful. They're trying to play like a Yoda character or something, something that's like, oh, Hugh Grant I'm... the DMPC or mm-hmm. is Hugh Grant one of the DMPCs no. or okay, Hugh Grant's the villain. I know he's the villain, but like, uh, no, I wasn't sure. There's a paladin who joins the party and he's amazing at everything. Yep, and then he doesn't stick around. But he's clearly the DMPC. It's great. <laughs> Back to what we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I, I can see why uh, they did with Peach what they did. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of lines in there. Like, oh, she must be in another castle right now. It is in there. Um, sure. But the, more nostalgia. Like I said, that, like, <laughs> like, like that was like. Uh, that line is so old that yeah. like I don't think regular kids would know it. Like my my niece and nephew ha- have a, a switch. They yeah. played Mario. All right, but the Mario movie is like it's a thin kids movie. It's like like yes, the, like the stakes are there in that like. Like Bow- the, the like, stakes are there, yeah. Like like Bowser as a villain is, uh, he's not Darth Vader. Yeah, he's not. Um, they they treat Bowser the way they treat like the bully that just needs a good talking to, and then he becomes one of the friends. Well, that's that's basically what he is in the games now. Yes. So this is one of the things people have been talking about. Like, there's that one Grace Randolph review of of Mario where she clearly has never played Mario before, Mm -hmm. and she's complaining about Mario in a cat suit. It just doesn't make sense. He's in a cat suit. This movie's for the furries. Um, As opposed to when he gets a flower and... Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) She's clearly never heard of Mario. And to somebody who's never heard of Mario, this movie makes no sense because it's for people who played Mario. That's how nostalgia-focused it is. That if you have no nostalgia, the movie doesn't make sense. Okay, uh, how do I... <laughs> Here's the complication with Mario. Because it's a new media approach... It's not. It's not a new media, but it's like... Uh, it's not even a new approach. I know, there I have been Nintendo and Mario movies. Yeah, but good ones... There big budget ones? Nintendo. The old Mario movie was kind of big budget. 
yes and no. The story with that one was they got approved to make that movie in like three months with like very little money, uh-huh. and the people that were involved, like the previous movie wasn't like some summer blockbuster. It was like a like uh, like kind of '90s punk sort of deal. Uh, uh, what I mean is that they had a decent budget. It wasn't it wasn't a small budget movie as far as I remember. It wasn't. Uh, and plus, they had John Leguizamo, which I don't know if he was, uh, like, like uh, a big kind of actor. big. He was kind of big. Bob Hoskins, I would say, was a big name actor at the was time. Dennis Hopper. Yes. Yeah. He's big. He was big then. He was big then, and like the. Who's the, who was the girl? Who was the actress for for, for Peach? No, nah, Daisy. Daisy. But the, I don't know. I don't know her name, but I don't think she went on to do. Yeah. A lot of big things. I say that offhand. I don't know. It, maybe she's been in every TV show that I, I can't think of. Yeah, there are people like that. But, um, my, uh, was there a Nintendo movie, though, that was... There's been movies with Nintendo in it. There was The Wizard with Fred Savage, which I'm not saying... I, I don't count. But the... Uh, like, there's been Capcom movies, Street Fighter. That doesn't count. That's what I'm saying. Like the oh, there's a new Street Fighter TV show. I think news to me. Jeez. Yes, I heard about it yesterday. Nice. So the if Nintendo, like let's say what we got for the last ten years of comic book movies, we start getting with video game movies. So I've heard people talking about this. This it's going to be very. It, it, so for Marvel and DC, they picked up the comic book thing in an era where there was really only Marvel and DC. Yeah. So you had two very similar homogenous worlds mm-hmm. of, of heroes. So Iron, you got your Iron Man, your Captain America, all of them. They all exist in the same world. Mm-hmm. In video games, not only are the properties rights spread around a whole bunch of different studios yeah. already, mm-hmm. uh, you, you you can't you can't just go make a um, a solid uh, you can't make a Metal Gear Solid movie like you're making a Mario movie. You can't yeah. do it. So, with video games, it's very much. They've been talking about a Metal Gear Solid movie for a long time. Well, yeah, apparently. Uh, Donna Burke just re-recorded something, uh, supposedly for a new MGS3. What do you mean MGS3? Metal Gear Solid 3. I know, like, but we already had Snake Eater. Like, yeah. Like, are they are they re- a remake? Are they remaking Snake Eater? They might be. Because they have Donna Burke, the lady who sang Snake Eater, re-recording something at at at, at, at Nam, Nam, Konami. Konami. But. I'm, I'm not against that. Like, I am, because Konami's not Konami anymore. Uh, they're Pachinko Land. I, remember? Well, mm, uh, what they're doing with... Uh, um, Bundling uh, ports? No, uh, what's their horror franchise? Silent Hill. Did you see the thing they put... Oh, yeah, there is a new Silent Hill game. There's five out. Silent New Hill games. There's one. Four. There's three. one. There's the new Silent Hill... There's the multiplayer one. That's the flower one. Yeah, if or or F or something like that. Silent Hill S or F or... It's it's definitely got an F in it. F or flower or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they have uh, a couple indie creators tackling the games. 
And then there's the there is a multiplayer. There's there was multiplayer. the there was the Silent Hill direct. Yep. Let's the, call it. And then there's the 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 movie that they're coming out with. Well, that's not a game. It's not a game, but like uh, they're they're also weren't there already two Silent Hill movies? There were, but they're bringing uh, the original director, team, and writer in to do uh, team Silent. I I don't know, but the, didn't they get broken up anyway? Uh, I don't, don't ask me like specifics. Like they, they had the one director uh, do. Oh, they're remaking two, aren't they? They're remaking. No, wait, is that the movie? Yes, two. Silent Hill two, is going to be uh, the movie that they're making. Yeah. But they're bringing in the original director from the first movie. <laughs> it's not a good thing. Uh, he had a, a better approach to the material, I think, than the the next guy. Which they brought. They, the, it's not saying much. Not, and plus, like that, that movie was more of a, uh, of a mix of Silent Hill three and like other Two. things. It wasn't. Didn't they have Pyramid Head? They, I think they all had Pyramid Head. Yeah, that's a problem. It is because but like it's a movie of two, so they can have Pyramid Head, and it'll make sense. I. <laughs> the, uh, we'll find out. I mean, like, like the the, the movies. They, they weren't great, but like, like in terms of the scale of like absolutely sucking, sucking, and then being good, then being great, and being perfect. We have the old era of bad. Yeah. Now we have today's era of bad. So you, you, there's definitely. Aren't you nostalgic for the old era of bad? I really am. You could go to see a movie, have fun, and say that was stupid. I yep. like it. Mm-hmm. You're not. You don't come out like a battered wife. <laughs> you go. You see. Die Hard uh, for All, what was it? Live Free or Die Live Hard. Live Free or Die Hard. You go, you see it, and say, that's not how hacking works. And you move on with your day. And that movie was still better than the next Die Hard that came out, which was, uh, was the next Die Hard. Uh, die Hard Russia. Was... Did I see that movie? I hope you didn't. I think I saw that movie. I definitely saw that movie, and I was annoyed. <laughs> because I was like, uh, like if just take everything you liked about Die Hard, just throw it out the window. Like and just like, I mean, there's two good. Like die literally, hard. like there's the, two they threw Bruce Willis movies. out of the. Um, <laughs> there's Die Hard and Die Hard Three. That's it. I was gonna say yeah, like, like I'll give like Live Free or Die Hard like a little bit of Live Free or Die Hard. You barely barely call that a Die Hard. It had the elements of like it had like uh, a wisecracking Bruce Willis. Die Hard Three was the. Ex- to, you could push Die Hard as an action movie mm-hmm. and still be believable. Yep. Live Free or Die Hard is just a superhero movie. Mostly, yeah. It's like Super Cop. Uh, so, alright. They're not near us, so. Yep, alright. But, uh, we started talking about Harry Potter, the Harry Potter show. A okay. lot of people talk about how, um, a lot of the ages were fucked up for the movies. Like, um, yeah. What's what's his uh, what's his name? Well, you're supposed to start Snape. at eleven. Snape. Snape. Uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman was way too old to be playing Snape because Snape is supposed to be as old as Harry's parents. Yep. And he was much older. Oh yeah. Well, so people, uh, people, one well, of the people that. Well, how old was Alan uh, Rickman? Alan Rickman in ha- his forties. Yeah, but now least. how old was Gary Oldman? Gary Old. Gary Oldman was Sirius Black. So if they're if, still still too old, so yeah, uh, uh, so that 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 was a thing. People can so 
the point is for these movies, they're, they're they've, 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 as far as I know, they've, they've ordered seven seasons. Yep. I think they're going to be getting actor contracts for seven, for years. seven years. That would make sense. They could do 14 if there's two years for a season. That wouldn't be good for the show because you'd have 20-year-olds playing 17-year-olds. Um, however, they could Game of Thrones it easily. That's because, like, my my if, if someone were to come to me and said you have to adapt the books, but you have to turn it into uh, each book is a ten issue, uh, not ten, ten episode uh, season. Yeah, ten or eight. So. Here would be my thought. Uh, one, we're not taking breaks. We're t- we're that would make sense. We're, we're like we're like as soon as we wrap one season, roll into the next one. a break. You guys get a month. Yeah. To do whatever, and then we're See, just gonna roll yeah, into the actual shooting. Doesn't take a year. Yes. The shooting takes a month or two. Normal. A lot of movies wrap shooting in sixty days. Was that? Is that accurate? Well, um, all right. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, CW show, yeah. like The Flash. Well, you're oh. writing that episode every week. Well, you're, they shoot those in a week. Yeah. So that's a week of shooting. So you have like uh, a location. You have uh, a lot of like uh, if you uh, looked closely, you'd looked at the uh, the motels that the Winchester stayed in for uh, Supernatural. I didn't see Supernatural. It's a good show to put on, like, uh, for, like... Uh, didn't, they, didn't they kill God and the devil? And multiple then times. And have more seasons after that? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. I heard that recently. So, they, uh, like, they, they had to keep escalating. Once you get past God, it's like, what are we going to do? Uh, end the show. So, the, um, the, but, uh, Harry Potter, like, the stuff that they're shooting, I would be impressed if they could get all the locations that they would need they need what locations do they need they need they need the castle need hogwarts and i think they're gonna push it a lot of people are saying they they can do two things or combine the two things go more movie or go more game and i think combining the two since you have the layout of the game Mm -hmm. that now everybody knows yep uh you could easily just take that Make it, make your sets done, and make it look like the movie. Like if they were the movie is very integral to Harry Potter at this point. The music, yep. the the look, all set by the movie. The movies weren't great, but still. I think uh, me personally, if I was going to turn it into uh, a TV show, uh huh, like it, you would have the the main core cast, which is Ron, Harry, Hermione, yeah, and all the people they interact. That that's story A. However, uh, I would take uh, the B plots. It's all point of view from Harry, though. Yes, but I would make a little bit of a change. Like you remember how I said Game of Thrones seasons one, two, and three? But that is a multi-point of view series. I know, but that's just what I'm saying, though. If if I was in charge, and that this would be the risk I would take. Okay. Because it is a risk. It is. Because like you take all the books, you adapt those. Uh, like I feel like episodes. you would ruin a lot of the mystery if you start in- introducing other people's points of view. You don't introduce the points of view that um, you're you gonna have one of those things. How do you know the things you weren't there for? Sort of. Like I would introduce like the 
the issues that each book dealt with through other people as well because uh like like the the, the first book is about discovery second book uh, like it's, it's every book is a mystery novel yes and the, like uh but it's like the the first book is about uh, like figuring out the um, the philosopher's stone. Yeah, that's the mystery. And it's not figuring out the philosopher's stone; it's finding it. And it's all from the perspective of Harry Potter. Yeah, they that's, all are. That's very true. However, the um, like for Chamber of Secrets, for example. Yeah. Like I would have more B plots about who is the the who is Tom Riddle. Well, they don't know Tom Riddle, but they know who is the heir of Slytherin, or like is, I think that's what what it was, or yeah. like, uh, and there, there's a lot of mystery of like who is it, like uh, I would, I would, if I were to, but that's a hairy thing. I would have more emphasis on like the older students because mm, why? I'm not saying like I would make. Hold it, on, hold on, hold on. The story of. Of, of, of Chamber of Secrets revolves around Harry. Yes, there aren't other. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about included in the in the mystery. I'm not talking about the Chamber of Secrets in particular, but uh, yeah. Like, well, this is a, this is a problem that I think you're going to run into a lot. Yeah, is that everything that Harry and them do is played so close to the chest. Yep, you have to then change the story to involve other characters needlessly. Yes, this is what this is the balancing act. But the, I, I instead of it being um, Harry Potter, uh, the movies expanded. Just that, like I'm not saying just that. If you have eight episodes or ten episodes, yep. you still have to cut things from the book. Yes. Like, but the like certain plots like that. Uh, and that's not even to say that you can you can have your A plot and B plot yeah. while still maintaining Harry as your sole uh, point of view. Yes, but here's what... Here's Let's what, do it. Uh, here's what I would do, personally. Okay. Like, like Wait, make the... Did you say personally or Percy? Personally, not... Okay. Per, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to get more Percy uh, action and all that stuff. Like, You could do that. And keep Harry as the main point of view. <laughs> yes, Harry is the main point of view, but like you have, like, uh, the A plots and B plots. Yeah, Harry is always the A plot, or on occasion the B plot, whatever. Right. But you would have other students that are either uh, affected by the action, like, uh, or so. All right, let's take Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, who is affected by the action? Who is not turned to stone? That's what I'm saying. Uh, like the uh, was was a kid's name Neville, not Neville Longbottom, Neville but is is the camera kid was the camera kid uh, Neville. Oh no, camera kid was. I know what you mean. He's younger. Yes. Um, because uh, this is what I'm yeah, saying. I don't what his name like. Is. Like, uh, let's say uh, all of the kids that Harry went to school with. Yeah. Let's say they each get one B plot episode. But the B. Okay, so hold on. Where, like, because like there are times when like. Uh, See, the, the problem here is that you are now writing new stories to shove into Harry Potter yep. that will replace Harry Potter. Yep. 
Why? Because this is the thing that I would... Because you already adapted the books into the movies. Which were so rushed and poorly done. Okay, all right, People all right, want give me an example. Harry Potter. Order of the Phoenix. If, if you had 22 episode seasons, I would agree with you. But you could just start adding things to fill for as filler. Because that's what it is. Filler. Yes. Okay. You uh, have eight or ten episodes, which I think it's going to be eight. Let's say, let's say you, we, you don't have room for the book. Okay, okay let's so see. So now everything, every extra thing you add, people see the extra thing you added as part of the book taken away from them. Okay, so for eight episodes, you're right. Just do the books. Yes. It's Harry's perspective. Just do the books. However, if we get eight to 12 or 10 to 12. Which I don't think we are. But, but if, if no, if we had like 10 and 12, still, you're, you're, you're probably still taking away things of the book. If you had... A tw- if you if you had like a friends season, yeah, then you could start putting okay. filler. All right, so let's say uh, uh, each episode, like uh, either the opening or the closing, is not an unrelated, but it's not Harry. It's it's related to the action, but it's not Harry's perspective exactly. Like just for the like the sake of storytelling. So. Okay, like people, people that were there proposing ideas for things you can do different, and my 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 response to them is going to be why every time. What for what reason? Because I have a feeling that they have to do something a little bit different to do what to maintain the the appeal of Harry Potter. People love Harry Potter. Not maintain the appeal of Harry Potter, but to give. Um, like, uh, not. The what? problem is ha- people love Harry Potter. They're, you're making a show for people who love Harry Potter. You don't need to throw in things to capture the audience that are baked into the property. Yes, but okay. Let's say, uh, like, because this is where I'm trying. I'm getting at, like, so let, let's let's say because the, the number one thing I don't think a- people want to have happen. What is the uh, the idea that um, like like we've gotten this before? Like I like people want Harry Potter. Yes, they want Harry Potter. But here, here's the here's, here's the, what you could do. Here's where your ideas make sense. Okay. Identify a flaw in the writing of Harry Potter. It's not hard. Yep. You can fix that with extra scenes yep. that aren't in the book. Okay. Go for it. Go nuts. Don't introduce a B-plot that wasn't in the book unless it serves the book. Okay, uh, this is this is what I'm saying, though. The, for you, you know who the Canto thi- Bite scene leads to nothing? The what now? Canto Bite in, in Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Leads to nothing. There are so many things in The Last Jedi that lead to... Yeah, but, but Canto Bite is a large section of the movie, mm-hmm. and it leads to nothing. Yep. It is completely irrelevant. You don't want Canto Bite. You want your imagined B-plot to mean something that also goes along with Harry Potter. Okay, so here's what I'm saying for the record. Yeah. Let's say we are getting 10 hours. Sure. Each season. Yeah. Of content. Now, let's say that there's eight hours of book, like, fully fleshed out. 
this is this is the wrong place to start. What needs to be fixed in Harry Potter, and what do your scenes bring to it? That's where you need to start. But it's not just a oh, I can fit tipped. I can fit half an hour of my own bullshit into here. Well, not even uh, like my own <laughs> bullshit, but what here's what I'm saying. But say- you know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. You're saying like the the book is not sacrosanct, but. Like, like anything you take, any time you anything, spend anything, on something you imagined mm-hmm. that isn't in the book, people will see as you robbing them of time in the book. What I'm trying to say is that, like, there's the the three characters that Harry is at the top of the pyramid. Then it's Ron and Hermione. Then it goes like uh, the, the, all the way down to like the professors, like Dumbledore, Snape, and um, like the, but. What I'm saying though is, take what's in the book about the the Neville Longbottoms, the yeah. the deans, the uh, the Cho Is Chans. there more than one dean? I, the, like, there's one dean I know for sure. Like, there's there might dean be Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas, yeah. and but the just like uh, I'm not saying invent a scene or anything like that, but just take because what I th- hope that they do uh-huh. is a like faithful adaptation of the book yeah then but b above and beyond that is take the characters that because uh, harry potter is harry potter yeah but like the um the because uh, the movies like cut so much of the plot yeah but they also just like like I'm surprised that they kept... The the, movies are just a mess. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised they kept so many of the original cast or same cast around as much as they did. I think that's mostly J.K. Rowling's influence. J.K. Rowling uh, had a huge influence on the movie because because it was such like a unanticipated, enormous thing that they gave her a lot of control. Yep. Uh, Control over casting was a big part of it because she shot down... she, she, her one of her stipulations were it had they had to be British actors, mm-hmm. and so when like the first uh, uh, round of casting thing uh, sheets went out, and they were specifically calling for American actors, she shot it down instantly. Yep. I thought Tom is Tom Felton. Uh... As far as I know, they are all British actors except for Gilderoy Lockhart, which may or may not be British. No, uh, Gilderoy Lockhart is Kenneth Branagh. He's definitely British. Okay. But, okay, so... I was going to say he could be Hugh Laurie. Ah, the... The, uh, okay, so, but this is... But so so going back to your 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 is your B plot's goal to flesh out side characters? Yes. You can do that without a B plot. All yep. you gotta do is you gotta take the scenes where they're already there mm-hmm. and tweak them. You make them a little longer. Mm-hmm. You write them a little better. Yeah. You have your actors do things that flesh them out. Personally, I think a lot of the side characters in Harry Potter have a lot of, of, of depth to them. Yes. Like, more than you would think. Mm-hmm. Like, Neville Longbottom is a, yeah. is a really well-made character. If you go, to, like, somebody somebody made, uh, who was it? Okay. I think it was, I think it was uh, JXE who, who was talking about the scene from Goblet of Fire. Yeah. In the movie. That was really good. A good scene from Goblet of Fire. It's rare, I know. Yeah. Um, it was the scene where Mad-Eye Moody 
was doing the unforgivable curses. Mm -hmm. And he does the torture curse on the spider. And Neville reacts to it. And Neville reacts to it. And he questions Neville about it. Yeah. He has this whole thing between him and Neville Longbottom. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going on there until the end of the movie. Unless you, you know, unless you do know. um, Where it's revealed that he tortured his parents. Yep. So you go back to that scene with the new knowledge, and it actually improves the scene yes. on a second watch. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that movie does that's good. Okay, I, th- I <laughs> think genuinely a good scene. I think. Uh, tell me whether I'm right or wrong on this one. The let's say uh, you familiar with Robert Altman movies? That sounds familiar. Shortcuts. Um, I, I, I don't know if the movie is called Grand Old Opry or something, but like. Uh, like Popeye was one of his movies, but like that's not the one I'm, I would go to. There was a Popeye movie, wasn't there? With Robin Williams, but uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Did you ever see that one? No, but that one sounds more familiar. How about The Player with uh, Tim Robbins? I don't think so. Okay, one of Robert uh, Mash, the Mash movie. I didn't see the Mash movie. Okay, so <laughs> Robert Altman, his movies had a very distinct. Uh, people would be talking with multiple conversations, and uh-huh. like the way he would mix the sound. You would follow the conversation he wanted you to follow. Sure. And uh, it's a very hard thing to do because most of the time people are just talking over each other. It sounds horrible, but he had a way of doing it where it was like it it wasn't monotonous and all that stuff. Yeah. Like if by some miracle someone manages to pull off the Robert Altman style where like you have the main conversation going on with Harry, uh, Ron, Hermione at all times, and it's always Harry's point of view. But if you could have that um, Robert Altman ability, where it's like stuff going on in the background, why though? Because this is the issue I think they're going to run into. Like uh, if they do a literal uh, translation of the books to uh-huh. the, the screen, like it's going to be great, but. Like, is it, uh, like, uh, a consistent amount of greatness per, uh, everything? That's what, this is the thing I think they're going to run into. Like, there's going to be low points. And are they willing to accept those low points? How faithful is the Mario movie to Mario? Uh, I, would, I would say very. I, to the detriment of non-Mario player viewers. Here's the funny thing about Mario is that Mario has been a guy that jumps over things and gets to the fights the lizard at the end of it. Uh, Peach has an entire game where she does most of the things that she's done in the movie. Yeah. That's what people cite when people say that she's not overpowered. She's done that in the games. The Mario movie is very faithful. There's a whole Mario Odyssey where, 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 where Bowser tries to marry Peach on the moon. Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. A lot of things in Mario are super faithful to Mario. Yeah. And they didn't have to go outside that and to, to, to be a record-breaking movie. You're right. But this is the thing I'm curious about. Uh-huh. Are they willing to take the, the, the highs with the lows of the books? See, what, what, what you're talking about there is you can improve the okay. books. It's it's they're they're not the they're not literal literary masterpieces. Yes. You can improve the books. 
you don't have to do that by making things up. You do that by either cutting things that don't matter or beefing up things that matter more. Yeah. Like, you can cut... Uh, I mean, you could cut the whole Cho Chang romance, and I don't think it would ch change anything, but I don't think they would. Um, I, it, it's just... You, you, you use good writing. You don't make up B-plots. Do you get me? I get you. you, 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 you can... I, I started saying this. Like, yeah. Like, if I was in charge, yeah. I wouldn't, like, make up new characters or, like, new whatever. Yeah. But the way I would present it, like, the A. One of the things that's... that's I would do A plot, B plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the things that you're, you're, you're probably not thinking about mm -hmm. is how the B plot will affect the whole story and the mystery. Because if you're going, let's say, okay, let's talk about mysteries. You're Harry Potter in the books. Yeah. You know what Harry knows. Mm -hmm. Your list of evidence is what Harry knows. Mm -hmm. You are working from that uh, case file. Mm -hmm. Let's, I don't know how to say it. Yeah. You're working off that information, Harry's information. Mm -hmm. If you start introducing things Harry doesn't know, Harry is now dumber than you. I see what you're saying. You're right. However, what I'm talking about, though, is let's say we know um, uh, Cedric Diggory, for example. Yeah. Goblet of Fire. Uh-huh. He gets uh, the uh, the input of, like, uh, the, the from Mo uh, fake Moody uh, to uh, have a bath with the egg or whatever yeah. and all that stuff. That is, that is all a reveal to Harry yeah. and the audience well, at the end. Well, we're first introduced to Cedric Diggory you, at, the, at the World let's, Cup. Let's, let's, oh yeah, but hold on. If but you, if here's you, what I'm saying, say, Hold on. Let's say if you have your B-plot with Cedric Diggory and you have you see Mad-Eye tell Cedric Diggory yeah. about the egg, it blows open the whole mystery. Yeah. I know. But what I'm talking about, though, is uh, let's say for season four... Cedric Diggory isn't just the guy that you meet at the World Cup, the, the guy that tells him to take a bath with it, and the guy that dies at the end. Like, Say that again? Remember Cedric Diggory? I remember. Because like him and Harry decide to... Uh, Test the, the, the trophy at the same time. Same time, so they both yeah. win. I remember, no, I remember Cedric Diggory from the book. What did you say? Say that again. Uh, that... Uh, the, uh, you're introduced to him at the World Cup. Yeah. You're introduced. He's the guy that gets selected. Well, you're introduced to him. For the Tri Wizard. You're introduced to him, I think. Yeah, the World Wait, Cup. Hold on. Are you... Him and Amos Diggory go with the Weasleys. Him and his yeah. dad go. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Because I thought it was on the train, but it is when they go to the World Cup. When, when they, they go to the World they Cup. They touch the port key. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Now. Okay. So what was the rest? Of, what was the rest of the thing you said? Now, we know that we have to be introduced to him at... Uh, I, there might be a previous mention of him in one of the previous books. Um, maybe. There could be. But, uh, like, the, I'm not saying that you have, like, a whole uh, B-plot dedicated to him, like, in a previous season. But what, 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 did you, what were you saying before? Just say that whole thing again. Okay, so uh, there's, like... Three, uh, three, four times that were introduced to, not introduced, but dealing with Cedric Diggory yeah. before. When you meet him, 
uh, when he gets his name drawn. Yeah. Uh, the interactions with him, uh, like like the whole like uh, like take a bath with it, uh, the competition that we're gonna do this together, and when he dies. I mean, there's a lot of time. There's a lot of points where Harry talks to Cedric, but yes. yeah, those are points where he talks to Cedric. So, like in um, uh, the uh, the the this is me just talking at at a bar. Uh huh. But the I mean, we're not at a bar, but close enough. But, I hesitate to call Applebee's a bar. Well, uh, we're going to be talking about this for another five minutes because my battery's about to die. So. Oh, okay. So the, uh, but the thing I would say, if I was in charge, yeah, I would, because like the books like uh, didn't always have like they involved Harry Potter, but they didn't like the first chapter of every book was uh, like a prologue. Remember. The first one, I'm trying he, to remember what the first. The first one, he's a baby. Yeah, and he's uh, being brought by Hagrid to the Dursleys. Uh-huh. Second one, uh, uh, I forget the prologue, but like the third one. Uh, yeah, the f- second one, I'm pretty sure starts it, with Harry into the it's, stairs. It, it's usually like the uh, Voldemort or something Voldemort related in the prologue. Aren't those dreams Harry's having? <sighs> Ye- it, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a dream Harry's having. I think it's his connection to Voldemort, but yeah. it's like so third-person perspective. Well, it starts it starts with that, and it turns out to be a dream. Yes, well, that's still Harry's perspective. I it's the only the only one I remember for sure is what you're saying is the first one. Yes, and then uh, I it's been so long since I read all the books. Yeah, me too. But the like my my thing that I would because. You have to also tell the actors, like, uh, the, for lack of a better word, less important actors, you're going to have something to do. Supporting. The supporting actors. Yeah, but beyond, like, the, the, because, like I said, Harry's at the top of the pyramid, then it's, like, uh, Ron, Hermione, maybe Dumbledore's in that category, but below that, it's, like, Snape, McGonagall, and Hagrid. Dumbledore is, um, what's the word? Lead actor and secondary yeah. actor. Supporting. Uh, supporting. Yeah. Not, what is it? What's, He's a supporting what's the word? actor. No, no, no. What's the word for the uh, award? Uh, it's, supporting it's, actor is the award. Okay. Then you have your lead actor, who is Harry. Yeah. And your support cast of supporting actors. Yeah. That's that's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, the the. So, so yeah, you have your your cast. Well, okay. Uh, to to what we were talking about before, like you're talking about improving things. Yeah. Like let's say uh, you want to take the most interesting thing uh, about uh, what they're doing, like uh, like Hermione getting the potion stuff ready to, uh, for. Uh, oh, the polyjuice potion. Polyjuice potion. Okay. Like like, like let's say like uh, you have so many things that you have to do in the episode. But you need something like that makes it juicier, like not just the like. I'm not saying that this is the juicy part, but like uh, instead of like them being at class talking about it, like have Hermione go around getting the stuff. Like that's the B plot. Oh, well, well, hold on. You want? You think that Hermione going around and collecting herbs is a more interesting B plot? Well. 
the, but this is more, it's not the more interesting B-plot, but like the part where she grabs the cat hair and not the... Uh, that's in the book. I know, that's in the book. That's what I'm saying, though. You're focusing on the juicier details and fleshing those out as opposed to like uh, like like uh, Harry and Ron uh, like uh, impersonating Crab and Goyle and talking to Draco. Uh-huh. Like that was a very juicy and important part. Yeah. But like... Uh, like instead of hitting the ground running, you uh, just uh, like because uh, I'm okay. Start with what you're improving. What are you improving? You're improving the uh, the making the polyjuice potion. Okay. Instead of just having that's it ready not to go. That's a scene. That's a that's a. It could be a scene. Well, it is a scene in the book where they make the Polyjuice Potion, mm-hmm. but what, what are you proposing the, as a, for scenes? The lead-up to the making of. As? The gathering of the materials. Like, what's the risk of gathering the materials? As far as it's I Harry, know? It's Harry and Ron getting the Crab and Goyle hairs. It's Hermione getting the Millicent Bolstrode, I think so, her so, name was. Yeah, but here's 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 where... If I got that name oh, right, I am a genius. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Patty Perkins. Mm, right. Um, uh, if what you're saying is that you want more scenes of Hermione going around getting stuff, it's literally, as as far as I know going around and collecting herbs with no dialogue and nothing interesting happens. The scene that you're referencing where they get the hairs is in the book. If it is, like, like treat that because, like a heist. No, you. why? Why change the way that the book did it? How did the book do it? Because like, They get in a fight with Crab and Goyle. Okay. So, all right, that, that was an interesting thing. Yes, that's but, why it was in the book. Yes, but here's what, uh, but you understand what I'm saying, though, in terms of... I think I understand, but I'm, what I'm trying to grasp is why you want to do it. Because I'm telling you... Yeah? Having read the books... Yeah? As great as the books are, there are things that if you are going to do uh, expansions on, uh, the like when uh, the when the twins uh, drop out of school. Remember book five? Yeah. The 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 movies did a terrible job of like just like. Uh, uh, I remember what the movies did. Like they just cut it down to a couple special effects and and that was it. I mean, it, was, it, they, it lasted they, for they thirty did, seconds. They did leave with like a big a bang. You, you, like they left a desert in, in like the one hall that was uh, like a giant sand pit, which was like, well, we don't know how the hell they did it, and like we're just gonna leave it there because it's great magic. That's, like, see, yeah, that that's was cut fine. from the movie. Sure. Like the. That's a thing you can have in the book, uh, in the show, because you have more time. Yes. However, but this however, is, this is if what you I'm start arguing. adding things, what's the first thing that's gonna get cut? Scenes like that. Exactly. The thing that you're but, praising from the book was, is the first thing you're going to cut in so the movie. you can add things that aren't in the book. But I'm not saying cut those no, things. No, you I'm... have eight episodes. And it, it, they're not small books. Yeah, I know. But here's you're, what... You're, you're already cutting... So so you, you, you're making your eight episodes. You already have... What am I cutting out of the book? Yes. I know. Just but, by default. But this is what I... So, so now you have to say... I'm going to add some bullshit that's not in the book. 
what else am I going to cut out of the book? The this is this is the problem. This I, is the I, main problem. This is the main problem. You However, have limited time, and you're already down on book. But here's here's what I'm arguing for. I am arguing for uh-huh. the. Uh, because like no one's gonna like there's gonna be moments where people are not satisfied with like absolutely it's gonna happen yeah like what I'm arguing for knowing that is going to happen run with it and make people more upset no give them something that is true to the book like it's just expanded because see that's what I said yes we're saying the same thing. No, you're just saying a, add like, a B plot with, that is not Harry. I'm, you can't get less Harry Potter than that. That's your issue. My, my issue is, uh, like, it's not the world of Harry Potter because, like, Fantastic Beasts kind of proved that. Well, I mean, but you have also, no, that's that's just because they were bad. Yes. You have Hogwarts Legacy, which is also not Harry Potter. Yes. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, take the stuff that. Uh, Harry's classmates, Harry's uh, the the animals, uh, Hagrid, uh, the like things that don't detract from the mystery of Harry figuring things out in the book, and also don't reveal it for the viewer, even though we've already know what's going to happen. Uh huh. This is a very tight uh, th- window to thread. However, like uh, the, like what I'm trying to say is. The way you present it, it doesn't have to be uh, Harry Potter all the time, and it doesn't have to detract from the thing. Because you're going to have to cut things. Yeah. And like, if you can pre- present certain things uh, ahead of time, or uh, like, 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 offer the characters that are equally interesting or tangentially involved in the plot like like I'm not saying that this is going to be uh, a purist's fantasy uh, what I am saying though is uh, take uh, the novels that you are given the characters that are presented and like uh, like not like the the one kid that keeps losing his eyebrows, uh, is it Dean or whatever? Maybe. Like I think every movie had him uh, something explodes in his face. I think that was his one uh, role in each movie. I I, I couldn't tell you. I don't uh, remember. Uh, but the uh, the because uh, like the the books gave you a really great sense that you grew up with Harry Potter. Yeah. And each book like the worldview changed and all that. Like it grew up with the, with the book exactly yeah. like uh, like uh, like book think book three Prisoner of Azkaban like the concept of like racism or classism and like when uh, Draco calls Hermione a mudblood and like the is that the first time I don't know a hundred percent however I want to say no I want to say uh, Lucius Malfoy in the second one kind of uh, was like right there but uh, the uh, uh, just like that kind of concept yeah. Like, maybe you even introduce certain concepts earlier, not, not like like uh, other characters dealing with it. Or uh, I'm not saying that that it's a good idea, like for from a purist perspective. Well, hold on, what was the idea that you were just talking about? Which one? It, it, no, no, you were just talking about 
How the mudblood thing. What does that have to do with your, your B-plot? You can expand in the B-plots with, like, take the examples given in the books uh -huh. and do the world building there. But why? Because, like I said, certain things are going to be cut. And you're gonna want so, so, it off. Are, are, are you are you uh, saying to do your B plot to make up for cut content from the book to sort of bridge the gap between shit you cut for time mm -hmm. in a more condensed way? Yes. That's it, not what any of what you said sounded like. A. B. Because I suck at explaining my... I'm uh, just saying, it's not that you suck at explaining. I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's the fact that you want to make a B-plot with secondary characters. Frankly, I'm just going to say, the secondary characters in Harry Potter who aren't Ron and Hermione aren't interesting. Cedric, Cedric, Cedric Diggory, outside of... Uh, outside of, like, doing his, his, his tournament stuff, not interesting. The interesting thing happening at Hogwarts is what's happening to Harry. If the if Harry's name didn't come out of the goblet, it would just be a normal tournament. Yes. Harry is the focus because everything is happening to Harry. Yep. Whether or not that's because it's written poorly or not, it's because everything is happening to Harry. Mm -hmm. Nothing else really is is happening. You have B-plots happening in Harry Potter, mm -hmm. and they're uninteresting, like Hermione and the house elves. We just go and we touch on those every now and then. It's like, oh, oh, you're still doing that? I wouldn't want to read a whole book about that. Yes. You, you, you have this, like, strange concept that you, you, you have to imp expand on things that aren't in the book for but, some reason. But I'm not saying not in the book. It's other people's points of view that aren't like just following somebody down a hallway really quick and before they run back. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I gotta go into this closet to grab a broom. Yep. We're not gonna literally stand there with Harry as somebody gets the thing from the, from the closet. The, the action is happening in the closet, for, so we're gonna follow them for a second. That's not a B plot. <laughs> Do you understand? I understand. A B plot that follows other characters is a completely different story that is happening alongside Harry's story. And nothing like that is interesting is happening in the movie that's not directly uh, uh, happening because of the mystery. Like when Hermione goes off in this in this, in in, 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 in um, the second book, yeah, and she's going to the library to find things about the serpent or whatever she does. She comes back and she's stoned because she figured something out. The mystery is now: what did Hermione figure out? So if you followed Hermione into the into the library, and you you know what Hermione knows, it is no longer a mystery. It is now confusing. Not confusing. Well, kind of confusing for the for the. Okay. The the, the the unconscious mind, because like you're, you're following Harry trying to figure out what, what Hermione's doing, but you already know what Hermione did, so it's not a mystery to you, so it's boring. Okay. okay. If you do that, you ruin the A plot, quote unquote. Let me present a possibility uh -huh. using what I've been arguing. Uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. When it's revealed that Harry's been using time travel to do all of her classes. I mean Hermione. Hermione, yes. Yeah. 
Hermione's been using uh, that dial that they use to go back in time. A little time turner. Time turner. Yeah. Goes back in time. Goes back and uh, does. That's how she's able to attend all of the classes. Yeah, which is incredibly stupid for the book. It's it, it is one of the more weaker writing points in that book. Yeah, but it, like, it solves the issue of how do we uh, save the, yeah. the the monster and go back and save uh, uh-huh. Sirius. It's very convenient, isn't it? Very convenient. Yeah. Like, what if episode seven of season three is that we just go back to the entire year? And we just get, like, this episode of Hermione doing all of her classes, starting off strong. Listen, this is totally Hollywood, and I could see them doing this. But why? Because it's in the book. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. There's like, never a chapter like that. There's never a chapter like that. But it's in the book where she's going to all these classes, and, is, and Ron's looking at her and like, how the hell did you get here? You weren't here just a second ago. Uh-huh. Uh, like, the... This is what I'm saying is that there's going to be... I don't, also, I don't think episode 7 is where, logically, you would 7 find... out of 10. No, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, 7 out of 10. Or, or 8 out of 10. Like, it's like one of the last episodes of season 3 where it's... Right, I think it would happen 9 or 10, okay. where, where you find out that Hermione's been time traveling. I would say 7 just because you would think that... 7 like, seems a little far back. It, it would be the uh, it would be it's like, like the, the second half of the, of the season, so... You remember how it happens in the book? Hermione drags him into the room closet, and then they have the climax of the, of the book. Yes. That's when you find out that she has that. Yeah, but uh, like, uh, but like the end of that episode takes you into the climax where she, she explains to Harry, "This is what I've been doing." Yeah. Like, uh, but it just goes to show you like ha- how she's been doing it. So, I think that you could have in the scene where Hermione tells you, or t- well, no, tells you, the scene where Hermione is telling Harry about uh, the time turner. You can have clips of her t- time traveling around just happening yep. in the time it takes for her to say the words and it would be enough time see this is uh, like where I'm gonna say bang for buck for reveal yeah like the book like was for in service of Harry's story uh huh Let's look at it in t- instead. Of, now, this is a, a, a little bit of a change in argument, but not quite. But uh-huh. my thing was, look at each book as one year of Hogwarts. It is. And, <laughs> like, the A-plot is Harry uh-huh. for every season. However, there's, like, an episode or two where, a like, some Hollywood writer is going to take everything that's in the book and Frankenstein it into a narrative for the purpose of that episode. So that S- say that again? Like the like the A plot is Harry. Yeah. It's like and anything that like uh, takes away from the the narrative of Harry, don't do. Like cuz you've made that point clearly. No no, but hold for, on. For, I want to make it clear. Okay. If you can think of a B plot that enhances a mistake in Harry Potter yep. or something like that. That corrects it or something. Corrects it. Yeah. If you can, if that's possible, you can do that. Yep. Do it. But I don't, I can't see that situation where you can have a B plot where it's not connected to Harry. Well, this is why people are hopefully the being, mystery. well, hopefully this is why people are being paid like uh, good money to like do these things. You and I are smarter than 90% of the writers in Hollywood. Can we apply for this job? No. I think we've gotten more headway on this than uh, the Warner Brothers. We literally can't. All right, dude, I'm, my battery's about to die. R- real quick. 
Go ahead. I was talking earlier about The Last of Us show and how people didn't like how time was taken away from Joel and Ellie. Yeah. An entire episode, I think it's episode three, Yeah. is a flashback to Frank and his relationship with uh, what it was. Sam or Frank Frank and Dad or... Something uh, like that. Yeah. It's an entire episode that is just their story. Yeah. Joel shows up in it. Joel and um, the 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 lady. Ellie. El- no. Um, uh, his partner. Troy, Donna. Uh, no. Uh, Tara Quinn. Um, whatever her name is. Um, Sally. I don't know. They show up at a couple points. Yeah. The entire episode is their plot. Yeah. You could call that a B-plot. Yes. It's not a bad episode. Mm-hmm. It's a bad episode for the show. It's completely unnecessary. The games had it. The games had it better. It work with the, with the story better. Because you didn't need that whole flashback. And in fact, less is more, in my opinion. When you had to infer the relationship there. Mm-hmm. And you had... Uh, Frank telling them all these things about how, oh, my partner uh, ran off, blah, 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 blah. You got all that. And the way that they expanded on it in the show is to make it a whole episode. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the biggest things people complain about. (sighs) The biggest... I, I work off of what is known historically to be something that the normies bitch about. Yep. And I can't see, of the millions of Harry Potter fans, you're going to make a B-plot that doesn't anger every single one of them, if not 99% of them. Because you know who liked that side plot uh, with, with Frank? Not uh, not video game fans. EFAP. EFAP loved that episode. Yeah. They're the only ones. Because they looked at it from a purely writing perspective. Uh-huh. Because it's a good, it's a good little story. Yep. But it's not. It shouldn't be there in the Last of Us show. It's like if you stopped Harry Potter and had an episode that was just Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. You can't complain about Citizen Kane. You can complain about it being in your Harry Potter show. Alright. If you take the Mona Lisa and shove it in your car's engine. Mm-hmm. Do you see where I'm going with yes, this? Yes, I, I, I your, know what you're your, saying. Your B-plot needs to serve the fans by being as faithful to the books as possible. Let which me, you can do, I guess, but I don't see how. Let, let me... Uh, this also depends on what they're trying to do. Who? Warner Brothers. What are, what are they trying to do? Uh, are they trying to satisfy the existing fan base? Or are they trying to do something more in the middle... Of bringing in new people and just have this generation's Harry Potter because you know Daniel Radcliffe's not playing Harry Potter, right? Definitely. Would it be interesting if he played uh, James Potter? It would be interesting. It would be it'd be a, like a nice nod or it'd be something. Funny. I don't think it would happen. No. I think he spent like a long time like uh, accepting if, that if, he's. Uh... <laughs> if you had Daniel Radcliffe and what's her name who played uh, Ginny yeah. being the parents. That would be funny as hell. Well, do you know what would be uh, <laughs> funny to me, though? Um, if Radcliffe played Snape? That wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. Wouldn't. It would never work. But, the uh, like, if... Uh, or have him play Voldemort? Uh, that also wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. But, like, 
just be like, hey, do, is there any role that you would like to play that... <laughs> well, here's another problem with that. So, you, you could have Daniel Radcliffe playing the dad, uh, J James Potter, but James Potter also has to then show up later on when you do the, the pensive. Yeah, you, you would have... A, as a kid. It's the pensive. So, you, it's need, the, you need somebody who you In volume like, four, uh, where he shows up as a ghost. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, no, that's not an issue because he, he, he died in the same scene where you see him for the first time. Yeah. So, you, his ghost can look like that. So, if you had, the problem is that you need somebody that can also look like the kid in the pensive mm-hmm. who is mid-teens. Yeah, because it, it's Snape's pensive and uh, the Voldemort's wand... And like maybe a couple other times that he shows up. Remember, uh, like Spelliarmus, Avada Kedavra, the, the brother wands, like, like Cedric. What does that have to do with the pensive? Well, it's pensive. You see James, and then also you see him again with uh, the the showdown at the end of book four. But that's a that's not the pensive. It's not the pensive. There's two separate times. Er, yes, we talked about that. There's the, there's the scene where he died in different book and then there is the scene where he's coming out of the wand we talked about the ghost yes. the ghost him yeah. those could be the same actor they could both be here the problem is you need multiple actors yes mm-hmm. and the problem is you have to then get somebody who looks like daniel radcliffe who doesn't also look like harry potter yeah <laughs> all right let's end on that note all right all right i i don't this is the longest one we've ever done you know that right yeah okay <laughs> I, 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 uh, in summary, I don't think a B, a B plot for Harry Potter would work. I feel like I'm going to be more accurate. To what they're actually going to do? Yes. That's, yeah, no. That, that they could totally do that. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I think that J.K. Rowling has enough fucks to give left to try and hold them to the books and that's a big part of the book well do you think uh like uh, she tries to sneak some of her more contemporary uh political issues into um snape uh not snape dumbledore being gay but that's about it like the like they're not gonna have like any uh they're not gonna they're not gonna no (laughs) they're not gonna have black hermione is what i mean uh did she start that one or did somebody else start that one so they came with her to her with the script for um Children of Destiny was that what it was called? Uh, Cursed Child. Cursed Child. They came to her and she approved it. Okay. And then later on, she said, "Well, there's no reason Hermione can't be black." Yeah. That's that's the origin of that. Okay. Uh, so she didn't make Hermione black. She just cheekily said that she didn't write in anything that said that she was. Her parents are Dennis. That's about it. No, there's a, there's there's one there's a couple things in there. I'm sure she got described... Uh, no, she just forgot that she did actually write in some scenes where she described her as, like, pasty white. I, there, People there, have searched. Well, there's, I'm sure, but, like, there's a couple of um, uh, actresses that, like, I'm not saying, like, right now, but... Because, uh, like, uh, 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 like, imagine, like, if she was, like, like, I don't know, like, 15, 20 years younger. Um... um either Tessa Thompson or um, who was Catwoman in the last uh, the Batman uh, Zoe Kravitz Zoe Kravitz like I'm not saying right now Zoe Kravitz I'm talking about like no, yeah no young, I, she's quite brown that, but like that like light skin brown not that light skin oh, if you're described as milky white among British people you're pretty fucking white 
Yep, I would say so. It, you're not wrong, but okay, on that note, peace. <laughs>